Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 105. We're in the midst of a heat wave in southern Ontario. We escape down to the nice cool basement to talk about another week of wrestling. I'm your host, my co-host, and teenage son looking at me across the table. It's Jack. Say hi, hi. Jack. <laughs> so, what's new and exciting? I feel like we got the opposite of last week where there was no news. Now suddenly there's tons of news, right? Very much, yeah. Which we will get to. But mm -hmm. uh, did we talk about... I was wondering this last night. Did we talk about the indie show we went to last week? I can't remember. Did we discuss it? No. When did we go? Or did we go after last week's episode? I don't even remember. No, we went after because it was... Was it um, a week ago today that we to went? To peek behind the curtain we recorded on the Friday, I remember. Oh, we so that we could, yes. Day. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, I had a fun time at the show, right? GCW. Yeah, uh, GCW, not that GCW. No, but, not uh, that GCW, great Canadian wrestling. Great Canadian wrestling. Um, and uh, we had a good time. I mean, it was a little bit better than I thought, actually, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so on Instagram, they're at GCWECA. Um, if you look at the one post from, uh, where is it? Okay. The one post from a week ago, um, we're in the front row there. It's a still shop. Oh, yeah, there we are. The Look at us. the back of our heads. Row. Yeah, so that was cool. I think we saw, what, six matches, and only one of them I didn't really enjoy, which ironically yeah. was the one for some championship involving something a big guy that just talked too much and wrestled too little for my taste. But mm -hmm. uh, we ended up liking, what was his name? The Wheeler? Yeah, Mark Wheeler. Mark Wheeler looked good. Uh, and Von also, Vertigo is all right. And Saber, the Saber guy oh, that ran Shane in. Oh, Shane Saber, yeah. He and looked cool, too. I thought Von Vertigo is all right. Yeah, me too. So he yeah. was some sort of cruiserweight champion. PCW UK. PCW, yeah. UK. But yeah, we had a good time. It was, um, I would go back, right? We're, I think we'll yeah. go back in October. We were even willing to go to their show the next night out in Peterborough. But we had other engagements. Your grandparents came over for a visit, so... Yeah, that's what we did. Mm -hmm. What else has we been doing? I don't know. We've been looking after a friend's cat. We've been outside swimming, had people over swimming. Yes, I have been swimming. Uh -huh. You have been swimming, which is why you're hearing impaired, as he told me as we come down to the, the studio here, where yeah. about a third or more of my wall treatment has fallen off the walls, but I put it back I, up quickly. I'm still, still missing, missing one, one on my side. Yeah. What, what happened to it? It's down there. I just didn't bother to put it up. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I ordered the adhesive that they recommend to use with it, and they're not so great so far. Mm. They don't weigh anything. I don't understand why they don't just stick to the wall. They're yeah. not heavy at all, but anyways. Yeah, no, I was just in the basement the other night, and then I was just like, I walked by the room, and I was like, what the hell? They're like, they're almost all of them have fallen down. Yes, I was filming my, uh, or filming, I was recording my other <laughs> podcast with a friend of mine, and they were falling off as we oh, yeah. were talking, which he quite enjoyed. He thinks I'm too cheap to use enough adhesive to put them. I just was like, each of them weighs nothing. If I put... Well, then, like, you're saving more for later. Right. I put five pieces of 3M that should be enough. adhesive whatever that is recommended to put them up. Right. Five pieces per tile, not enough, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What else? Bantery. Oh, on Supercard, like, because Sudoku's got, like, a mobile card game, and so it's called Supercard, and so they got, like, um a fusion event going on it's like a these generation cards so there's a couple special cards going on there's a yeah. mysterio and dominic um so there are these fusion things you can do and like you get um it takes like a few hours and then you get like a chance at one of the new cards or you get like there's some other special cards that like you get a chance at any of the recent special cards so the first one i did i got the dominic which is cool so that's like 
I got the best one right off the bat. Dominic's then, the best one. That's great. Well, and Ray. I wanted yeah. the Ray one, but then I got Dominic, and then I kept trying to get another Dominic, but then I ended up getting a DX Shawn Michaels, which is okay, and then I got this Cody Rhodes, which is actually useful. Nice. And then I got a Bailey, which I already have, so I can pro it. Pro it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and I made a thing. It's like old times, eh? We got our booster juice as we record. Mm-hmm. What did we used to? We record half, walk to booster juice, walk back. Right. But yeah. Now we're, lately, we've been just knocking it all off in one sitting. So. And then getting the booster juice. Right. Or so vice versa. Your mom that. ordered it while I was at your brother's basketball practice. He has three games this week, so you're going to be Yay. an only child at home three nights. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Fever. Making up for a couple games that got canceled. So Yay. busy with his basketball. Still undefeated. Uh, Blue Jays yesterday, the local... Oh, wait, he has basketball on Thursday, then we can't... Oh, wait, no, I could go out on my birthday. Never mind. The local sport ball team, baseball team, scored 28 runs yesterday, which is, I think, the second Why? most. Wait, what? What? They won 28 to 5, the Blue Jays, oh. which is like an unheard of score. It's ridiculous. They had an inside the park... You said lo- I didn't hear anything else when you said local baseball team. I'm like, why do you care about a local oh, baseball team? Local as we get. <laughs> uh, they had an inside the park grand slam, which doesn't mean much to you as a non-baseball person, but I've never heard of it happening before. So mm. a crazy game. Mm-hmm. So apparently nice. you're... I just got a text from your mom. They're going to meet Momo and Ben for lunch. Not fair. Before they come home. That's, That's what you get for refusing to leave the house. Well, we have to do a podcast, and also basketball we do, sucks. But the so. podcast is flexible sometimes. We could have done it, it later. But anyways. Yeah, I'm going to move the podcast for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> to as go if. watch your brother practice? As it if. was so hot in there. Holy cow. Your brother who doesn't oh, normally really sweat. really selling it to me now, huh? Your brother who doesn't really sweat is a sweaty, sweaty boy right now. <laughs> but now he's got private training outside, so he's going to be even sweaty. Or semi-private Sweet. today, I guess. But cool. I don't also, know. I'll be 15 next week. You will be 15 next week. On 106, so that's cool. Because we started re- recording episode one when you were still, you were almost 13, I, would, I was right? almost 13, right? You were 12. So that's crazy. It was before. You're pretty much your brother's age now when we started this, because he's almost 12. Right. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, um, yeah I remember, because like, the original template said like, uh, like something about like birthdays. Yeah. So it was like it was like just before my birthday. It was. It was like a week or two before. You should go back and listen to your voice from some. I don't, of them. It's I don't like unbelievable. To li- I don't like to listen to my voice now. So at least it's evened out now. Like you documented your voice change on this podcast. It makes Pretty me much, laugh. Yeah. Like I'll go back even to like an episode in the fifties or sixties. You sound completely different. Uh-huh. It's awesome. We've documented your puberty <laughs> on a podcast that we can listen to forever. Which is good. It's good that's only audio. Right. Why not video? Because look at me. A couple of handsome guys. Look at us. No. No, no. You disagree? You I don't think video would help us? I think you'd be surprised. No. At some point, we're going to have to because audio mediums are dying, right? They, people want video. I Just a want, camera there. I don't want us video. From the side. You can wear the Rey Mysterio mask we have upstairs. <laughs> if you, you can just Mysterio. be a Lucha podcast or something. Yeah, That's, that should have been our gimmick. Like, we should have done a Lucha podcast. Like, not even talking about Lucha. We just wear Lucha I think my other podcast, I don't know if he uses the video for it at all. I only listen to it in audio form. The video may exist somewhere as well. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know. We should probably also, get in. Comic-Con was the other day. So that'll... There's a Comic-Con a going on in Barrie. I heard an ad on the radio today. And there's wrestling going on, too up that way i like comic cons i don't know how big it is or whatever you could look at, well i guess we got people coming over today so it's all your fault not my fault it's your friends coming over not mine yeah. but anyways yeah uh should we start talking about wrestling maybe 
pretty good sure. banter. I, I, you know, some weeks we struggle for banter, but we've knocked off eight and a half minutes what of can pure I say? gold. I, do, I don't have an interesting life. Pure gold. Well, we're in like the... I argue that I don't have a life. We're in the dog days of summer, right? So it's a lot of us like hanging out by the pool, yeah, going the, swimming, going I, biking. I don't really do anything. I feel like this summer I've been doing less things. As your father, I would agree. You do almost nothing. Yeah. So we got to pick up that pace a little bit maybe Eh. for August, but we'll see. Get a job, son. We'll have to expand your search for a job perhaps. Get one for August or... That requires talking to people, so... Yeah, it does. It's exactly what you need to do is talk to people. You're talking to... I don't talk to millions people. and millions of random people right yeah, now. Yeah, but and by millions, I, don't have to I mean interact with them. By no. millions, I mean dozens. Dozens, maybe dozen. hundreds. I don't know. A dozen. I don't know. No, it's more than a dozen. <laughs> I can confirm that we have more than a dozen listeners. I can't tell you exactly how many because I only get what I get to see. But there's, there's dozens to hundreds listening, which is mm-hmm. cool. But anyways, let's uh, move into our first topic, which is where we take a few minutes to talk about some of the larger stories from the world of wrestling news and rumors. So, gee, did anything interesting happen in the news this week? I don't know. I guess we'll get to Uh, it. (laughs) uh, I was a slow week. Until yesterday, then Mm -hmm. things picked up. But uh, anyways, you usually start it with ratings. By usually, I mean always. So NXT this week averaged 588,000 viewers, up 1%, earned a point. One three in the key demographic, uh, down seven percent. They again, I like to address if they had any major competition. They did this week. It was the major league all star game, so that would have probably garnered some viewers. I don't know if it steals any wrestling viewers or not, but at least you know they had competition. Uh, this week's dot episode of Dynamite averaged nine hundred ten thousand viewers, so down a little bit as well. Uh, three point four percent earned a point three two in the key demographic, which is exactly the same. So even though it is their lowest viewership in a month, it is their fifth straight week on the Wednesday night, uh, topping the charts for the key demographic. So that's the number they seem to care about more. So good for them. Kind of both shows kind of holding steady, to be honest. Not a ton of change this week. What do you have for us? What happened this week? In the we may all rejoice well, as Vince maybe. McMahon has retired as a CEO and chairman. Also, apparently out as head of creative. So another celebration I yes mean, well, it remains to be seen but i'm more excited at least about for that now one. that is a victory yep um you reportedly decided to retire approximately a week ago which uh-huh. is interesting timing right and um in his place steph and nick khan are co-ceos gross nick khan has more power now yeah so obviously this is in the wake of the sort of scandal if for lack of a better term involving multiple payouts to employees for to cover up sexual harassment by yeah. the looks of it, right? Uh, my, I was talking to you about it yesterday. I'm wondering if this is, it could simply be a reaction to those stories already, um, or I feel like this is kind of... Is the some, worst is yet to come. Is something else about to come out that they are trying to get ahead of? Because we know Vince McMahon is not giving up his post voluntarily, right? This is because they are forcing him out for sure. I, there's, I think there's almost no... the best move. No, right, they need to sort of make a change. And my hope is that going forward, because you know WWE is going to try and rewrite this history as quickly as they can, right? That it goes down in history as he retired sort of in disgrace, right? This, this can't be just You don't need to like... He got old and retired. No, he, he got revealed to be a monster, right? Yeah. Um, who uh, basically harasses people, pays them to be quiet multiple times. 
so that this it should be sort of go down as like a in disgrace he's re resigning retiring yeah, whatever you want to say though. but they're going to be the ones to write this history so it's just going to be like oh he stepped down he got old and decided to just walk away and turn oh. it over to his daughter he would have ran until he was like 99 100 percent, right so i wonder if he's truly gone i i'm more excited that he actually be gone from creative than yeah that's else. a little more to me like i would have thought that that would not be the case so that's not too bad there um so yeah i don't i don't know it's obviously the end of an era he is the face of wwe he is what people know wwe to be so like be him or not he did a lot for wrestling right like he is the man so i'm glad he's gone i've been waiting for him to be gone forever especially in light of recent events Especially recently and things that we've heard about him mm -hmm. so i'm I, i'm not optimistic that things change or change quickly because they're basically no. going to put people in places that have the same sort of ideas as him although that leads to the the talent relations story should i talk about that one now or did you, are you going to do that one too oh uh, yeah you can if you want. so tangled up in the controversy obviously was john laurinaitis right who um he was the head of talent relations or the evp i guess of talent which was relations. a job he held like a while ago too like yes he used to have so that. he left and came back to it yeah so he's been removed due to all of these issues as well and triple h who's been off with some health problems apparently he's good enough to take that job over yeah. so he was their vice president of global talent strategy and development and now he's that is so such mumbo jumbo like convoluted I, right? I don't understand that at all and now he's the executive vice president of talent relations um, because, as we said, Laurinaitis is on administrative leave amid the board of directors investigation yeah, into the alleged, alleged, of alleged. course, right, misconduct committed by Laurinaitis. And, and the talent relations, again, I, uh, that's good. At least I don't think it'll change much, but at least um, uh, like imagine I, we somehow get back to old NXT. Imagine. Be... So I'm not a Triple H fan, but I do Let's like see. the way he ran NXT, right? Like. He created a product that I loved for years. So the fact that he's back involved at all in I the don't top... see much changing, but there's a chance no, at right. least. Like... At least get him closer to being more of um creative, right? Like he's starting it with talent development. Um so I don't know, we'll see where all of that goes. But yeah, quite uh turnaround, like the thing we thought would never happen, Vince McMahon retiring of his well, again, I won't say of his own volition, because I think this was people sitting him down going, Listen, man. We can't have you representing this company anymore with the stories that have come out and with more stories, I'm sure, to come out, right? We can't have you as the face of the company anymore. And I would have loved to be in the room while people tried to tell him that because I guarantee he was defiant yeah. like, to the end, right? But so anyways, yeah, big changes maybe. And maybe we'll notice Super no... surprising news, but I remember just being like, yes. Right. And, and I mean, we may not notice a change at all, which would be really disappointing because this is an opportunity for them to change Huge things. Huge opportunity. But like... We'll see if they take it. Literally, the people are playing... It's his daughter and Nick Khan. Right. Nick Khan. So his right-hand man and, his, and daughter. his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like for those who know, Nick Khan's like his guy. So I am. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's no change. I would be more surprised if there is a change. And just because um, and I hope there is. And just because Vince retires doesn't mean he's not going to talk to these people, right? And exactly. Have, have it's not input. like he's com it's not like he's like completely dead. like frozen out right. or or dead. Yeah, like it's like he's still got you got to believe he's got some sway still. But we'll see, I guess in the coming months if there's any sort of changes or anything. Here's hoping. Any other stories? I only have a couple others. Yeah, I I got a decent amount. Um 
So I'll talk about this one. Uh, on NXT, Cora J did the Medusa thing where she put her right. title in the trash. Um, so the NXT women's tag titles are vacant now. Or um, gone? I've seen, yeah, I've seen speculation that they'll be ended, but that's nothing official. So now it's just like a possibility, which wouldn't surprise me because what's that division even? I, I feel like they hopefully they're smart enough to realize these titles need to go and this is the way they're getting them gone honestly like and not... if you want another women's title they'd be better spent on like a mid-card women's title like aew's got yes like that's a better they simply can't support a women's tag division right no. they can't and i think that goes for the main roster too i would agree both of them are sort of even in um impact i'm not a big fan of that division because it's like they have to throw a team together and then they're immediately pushed as the top contender right it's not like there's teams just existing and being built. They're just put together, elevated, right. either win or I lose. I feel like when the, the women's tag titles started in WWE, there's like a couple of um, actual teams. Like there's the Iconics and the Riot Squad, maybe. And then like, yeah. But even then, that's not like a lot. You know what I mean? So, nope. They're just not interested in building a division. So, why have the belts? Oh, I'm I looking on say. the website. So, main roster ones are obviously vacant, right? Like, because Naomi and Sasha. But right. for the NXT oh, women's yeah. tag titles, it's. Roxanne Perez and vacant. <laughs> so, nice. so she Perez has... is still a tag champ. Interesting. That's interesting. I thought they were both vacant, so that is So only the one thrown in the garbage is the vacant one? I guess. The other one's still good. Oh, I guess if Perez wants to find a replacement partner, that I guess that's valid. So maybe not then. That's interesting. Weird. Um, what do I have for us? Matt Jackson. We talked about him suffering a stinger in that uh tag team match. Excellent match that we really mm-hmm. enjoyed. So according to D- Dave Meltzer He's going to be out for a little bit, describing the injury as like bad whiplash. He has no loss of strength, um, and his mobility and range of motion are already back to normal. So that's good. He passed his strength test right after the injury, so no major concerns, but just apparently he's really sore and will be a few weeks before he's back in the ring. So yet another injury to a major star in AEW, right? They are taking hits left and right. And I feel like it's affecting the product a little bit. I'm not going to lie. A little bit. Right? Um, As we get into this week's review, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think I think it's still been like, good, but like, I don't know. I've, some weeks, it, you definitely kind of notice it more. I agree. Um, Next, uh, some more NXT stuff. Uh, Zoe Stark returned to NXT and she yeah, won a good for her. bad royal, so she'll be facing Mandy Rose at some point. She did win a day. I figured it was Here's a vehicle for her. Here's hoping she takes it for Mandy Rose because I don't want her getting anywhere close to Baszler or Asuka. And, and Toxic Attraction as um, TV14, if that be, gets implemented, could be interesting. Because uh, they're already kind of pushing the limits of PG with some of their stuff, right? So imagine they feel well, like they I can t- go I further. I think at Mandy... To drop the title, you throw them up to the main roster because who cares? I think that might happen too. Especially the division's crap anyway, so why not just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks? And if they're like, we're going TV 14, we can bring up this group where their entire gimmick is they're hot, right? Like that is literally their gimmick at this point. That, oh, that, that Even though that point like... may be debatable, that's their gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Right? Is it me or you? Uh, I I do. AEW, again, and I keep bringing this up because it's wishful thinking partly on our part, but apparently they are working on a Canadian debut, and that show would be in Toronto, which is less than an hour from us. Um, Dave Meltzer says, AEW has at least started work on the idea of a Canada debut in Toronto, not yet known what arena they would run. There's a couple options, right? The Rogers Center, FKA Skydome, as I still call it. That's what it was as a kid. So that would hold 50,000. That might be a little bit ambitious, unless it's one of their major pay-per-views. I don't know. I feel like that would sell like So I think they could get that like 
two thirds full, maybe. So Scotiabank would be an option too. It's about thirty thousand. That's the yes, the Raptors and uh, Maple Leafs State uh, Arena. If you say so. So I think that would be a good option for them. I, partly mm -hmm. selfishly, I don't want it in the Sky Dome because as somebody who wants to go, I don't want seats that are a million miles away. That's fair. But uh, yeah, so I'm just excited at the... I don't even remember because I don't remember last time I've been to either place. The prospect of their them coming because your cheap father will actually pay for tickets for that for sure. I oh, will go for that. How close would you get? Not super close because they'll be crazy expensive. That's but true. decent seats. Decent yeah. seats I will pay for. So yeah, might. that uh, any talk of AEW coming to Toronto makes me happy. So that's why I included it there. I only have one more. So you go ahead. Um, Let's see. Uh, so Sophia Cromwell of NXT 2.0 debuted right. on SmackDown as Maxine Dupree. Right. Uh, so and similar to Max Dupree. Aligned with the ma maximum male model stable, even though she's a female. So figure that one out. True. Good point. Um, she's the air quotes director of talent for the group. So that's weird. Um, coincidentally, maximum male, male models are supposed to show off their SummerSlam beach wear next week. So um, it's unknown she'd be modeling. But I think that's just kind of interesting timing if you think about it especially if they get to tv if 14 they, by then. yeah um and max dupree fa ellie Knight was absent so i'm not sure what's happening with that, him it dovetails beautifully into my final story uh -huh. so as you said maxine dupree has replaced max dupree which is la Knight, as the manager um is he gonna la Knight again so she's introduced as his sister and according to a report from pro wrestling or pw torch max has been removed from the group because he quote has rubbed some people the wrong way and wasn't fitting in, unquote. So apparently this says Vince made the call. Who? Who's Vince? Who? Who? Uh, he made one that works there. The name. Apparently he Vince. made the call a few weeks ago to replace uh, L.A. Knight or whatever his name is, Max Dupree, um, and that Max knew he would be making his final appearance, and that's why he announced that his sister would be coming. So I imagine, I mean, just me guessing, it's the whole... He didn't behave like a new arrival to main roster. He probably carried himself like a star because he tends to do, right? He's a veteran. He's been a lot of places. He's done a lot of stuff. And I'm not even a huge fan of his. But if the expectation was freak. he was going to act like a young boy or whatever, I don't think, he would, I don't think he would fit into that. So no. who knows what it takes to, quote, rub people the wrong way backstage. Yeah, that right? could be like so many He things. didn't shake hands with the right person at the right time <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? He like, literally honestly. rubbed someone. So who knows? But anyways, that is the story. Apparently, he's out of that. I don't know if you will see him on TV anymore or where he's going, but LA Knight. he has been replaced by a woman who has done almost nothing in NXT other than be there. With Vaughn Wagner. Right. Exactly. With Vaughn Wagner. And Robert Stone, who I think sounds like he's done with Wagner, Mr. too. Mr. Stone. Not that I'm watching it, but I've heard things. Anyways, I am tapped out for news, so do you have anything else? Last one, perhaps the most interesting of all, not. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus again. Uh, set wow. for next week's SmackDown, but WWE are promoting it as a a high stakes Irish Donnybrook match. So <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like a Donnybrook to me is like a brawl. Okay, but so, a Donnybrook to me also involves more than two people. Well, like you and I can't have a Donnybrook. It would be like a hockey game broke into a Donnybrook because okay, they started so brawling. That's what they're calling but it. But again, I don't know. Um. And so it's believed the match will be a spin on the no DQ kind of match, I of guess. Of course. That's all it will be. So, a no um, DQ named something else. For no reason. Right. I guess. And the winner will face Reigns at Clash at the Castle if he's still champion. So Drew wins. 
Right. Seems like it would be. Well, which is after SummerSlam. So, like, either Theory fails his cash-in or he doesn't cash-in, which I feel like could be the case because... Um, that he was, doesn't or he fails? I, I saw someone say, like, I think he might fail because they could have him win the U.S. title back and he fails because they were going, they wanted to have Cody win the Money in the Bank, right? And so, obviously, he would have taken it off of Reigns, but now that's out the window until at least, like, Mania season, True. right? So, what they could, they might do, or I, I can't remember where I saw it, but they're suggesting, like, what they could do is, like, you'd have Theory win the U.S. title, so then he's still got something, right? Because, and I guess he dropped it to win Money in the Bank, even though he could have just kept the title. But right. anyways, then he at, you have him cash in at SummerSlam, Reigns still beats him, then it's like everything's reset. Like, the Money in the Bank, it's like it never existed. You know, True. it's like nothing happened. <laughs> right. And then you can still have Reigns, like, just have a stranglehold until Cody comes in. Like, you could just kind of negate the Money in the Bank. I guess, yeah. Which that... would be stupid, but that would work. I don't feel like they them. have big plans for Theory right now. Exactly. But I don't know. I, it's like he's being set up to fail. And also, I guess it kind of depend on Brock because there's a little bit of news around that, right? I guess we're adding this story that he had left SmackDown. But then they somehow convinced him to stick right. around. Right, and, and so th- something along the lines of if he's gone, I'm gone, referring to Vince, right? Because I think like this is the guy that gets him his money and his cushy schedule and gives him everything he wants, right? So maybe he's a bit worried about who's replacing him and what they're... So anyways, apparently he was talked into staying because the, the initial report was he had left SmackDown. But yeah, I did see might have been Goldberg. whoever reporting that said they stand by the reporting that he did indeed leave and that he did have to be sort of talked back to, to come back and, and do the show. So I don't like Brock, but thank God it's not Goldberg. Right? That would have been, that was that the would replacement eyed up, right? So like yeah. really, if Brock goes, your answer is Goldberg. Like, that's so just interchangeable dudes, you know. So that's like really, you have a roster full of guys, and you're gonna, re- your answer would be Goldberg. Can't possibly build anybody new, right? Like they can't. They're Goldberg. just not Come interested on. in it. I get like clearly not because like Goldberg, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Gross. that wraps up news. Yeah. Yeah. And let's move into our first in-depth review of the week, and that is taking a look at this week's AEW Dynamite. And we open the show with uh, Brody King versus Darby Allen. We sure do. And I, I know I say this all the time, but I do appreciate when commentary tries to recap their history even if it is recent and they did hear right like the elimination from the battle royal i think and then didn't darby come out and talk to him after his loss to moxley too right it was kind of like i don't know if it was recruiting but it was like maybe they know each other from the indies and he was like good try buddy kind of thing so they did sort of let us know that that happened so that was nice to see at yeah. least. i always like a reminder mm-hmm. and darby uh his face paint was like the normal face paint. It wasn't something interesting. He's got to, he's got to start changing it up again. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the same thing. And it's like, do something cool. Like something toyetic. To- you know? Toyetic? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, like something for... that would be good on a figure? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, some notables. Uh, Darby hit a shock on Dropkick right away to knock uh, King out of the ring. Uh, but then King caught him in a suicide dive, throws him in the barricade pretty hard, and then he holds him up against the ring post with one hand, choking him, which is kind of cool. It looks cool. Um, later on, Darby's running the ropes. He looks to hit something, gets caught with a forearm, turning him inside out, then a big chop as well uh, by King. 
Uh, King grabs Darby by the back of his pants. He swings him around. Reminds me of when Brock swung Seth Rollins around by the rib tape. It looked like Darby was just a small child, right? Like yeah, he picked him up like, by the belt and was just he kind of gets like tossed in the ropes. Awkwardly, yeah. awkward landing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was cool though. It was. Um, Darby uses his belt to trip and drag Brody King out of the ring. Uh, he's done that ring. before. I seem to remember. Yeah. Right. I no, thought that was like. Sure. Is that not using a foreign object though? Like, is that not a D? I know we don't get DQs really in AEW, but like, you He's grabbed a foreign object, you didn't hit him with it, but you took him down to the mat with it. I don't know. I'm nitpicky. I guess I, I don't know. Um, he he attacks him a bit, then he hits a suicide cannonball dive that looked kind of cool. Yes. Um, uh, Darby is in the tree of woe, and he avoids a cannonball from King, and then he hits a code red for two. Uh, Darby applies the sleeper King. King breaks it by cannonballing into the corner with Darby on his back, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that looked nuts. I, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. My note said crazy cannonball by King with Alan on his shoulders, and I'm like, I can't picture that now. But yes, now I got it. <laughs> I'm like, how did he do that? But yeah, it makes sense to me now. Um, and the finish comes in, so Darby was getting beat up on the outside. I guess he, he made the count. He beat the count back in the ring and barely... Oh, it was after Sleeper on the apron. Um, it looked and then awesome he, holding him, hanging yeah, over like the like in apron. the Battle Royal, yeah, actually. Yeah, it looked really good. And then he gets killed by a Gonzo Bomb, and King gets the win. That Gonzo Bomb he, looked incredible. Him, yeah. Um, after the match, he, King puts Darby in a Sleeper. Sting walks out, actually at a normal pace this time. Not like in a hurry, but like not at a pace that makes him look old. <laughs> right. Um, even though he still looks old. Uh, Sting is about to hit a Scorpion Death Drop because he actually gets the better of Brody King. Obviously. Naturally. Makes sense. And the lights go out, the Malika Black appears, King holds Sting. The rhymes today. <laughs> uh, Sting gets misted and King chokes him out in a sleeper and Mir comes out in sunglasses and he stares down House of Black from the entrance ramp. Somebody uh, I read somewhere said that Miro's glasses had two different lens colors and that that was previewing he's going to turn and join the House of Black. I thought that was a bit much. I don't think so. Because the point is, right, he's going to join Sting and Darby Allen for a match. Is that what we're looking at, we think? Ew. Because he was coming out not on the side of House of Black, right? But on the no, he's... supporting Sting and Darby I don't Allen. Think, I don't know if he's supporting them, but I know he's at least like he's at odds after with Malachi. Of, right. Yeah, so I imagine we're going to get a tag team match out of this. I, I don't know. I thought the match was awesome. Um, it was pretty much what I expected. Uh, although I, I have to say, I didn't think Darby was going to lose. I know you weren't surprised by King winning. I was a little bit, but I thought that was a good thing. I thought Brody King looked like a monster here, right? This is the kind of match I think he needs to get over with this crowd is just beating the hell out of somebody. And Darby obviously is the perfect opponent for that. He gets to look like the resilient guy who's got to get creative in his sort of efforts to deal with this monster of a man. Um, I really like this match. I thought it was what I expected, but in a very good way. And I think Darby Allen can take a loss here. Um, and that Gonzo bomb, my God, that looked amazing. <laughs> like, it looked man, like he, he killed, killed the man with it. So I thought this was an awesome opener. I'm really happy for Brody King to look really good because... I think this is maybe the best he's looked since he's come. So, yeah, I thought this was an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good opener. I thought it was all right. Um, it went pretty much how you'd expect, but I think it was good. Uh, benefits King a lot because Darius takes a lot of punishment. He, he'll make it look good. So, King comes out as looking pretty strong. I think one of his best showings as well. Uh, he finished with one hell of a Gonzo bomb that, that killed him. Darby got a solid amount of offense like for Darby. like He didn't need a lot, so I think he looked good for what he got. 
Um, also look at getting destroyed as he tends to do. Yes. Um, post match stuff was okay. Uh, there should be no universe where King is close to getting dropped by a Scorpion Death Drop. Um, from Senior Sting, but right. here we are. Yep. I think Sting's entire AEW existence is still baffling, but and that tells you how often this stuff happens because I don't even make note of it anymore. When it's like post match, guys run down and brawl and blah blah blah. Like it doesn't even register for me anymore. It's yeah. just what happens in AEW for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, Sting needs to go. I don't know how he's lasted like almost two years. I think they've used him really well. I wouldn't say I'm a Sting fan, but they've used I... him well. They've used him fine, but then there's like repeat times like this where like he should not be going toe to toe with some of their biggest guys. Like, no, I agree. There's like it's like sometimes it's just the small things. Like he should not be going toe to toe with anyone. Like there's like it just kind of takes you out of it a bit because there's no world where Sting should be like at all competitive. Dropping with Brody it. King. He should not be competitive with anyone here. He should be getting his ass kicked twenty four seven. Like he, it's just it's stupid. <laughs> And, like, if Malachi Black didn't decide to make a timely appearance, King would have gotten taken out. Like, that's the thing. Like, really, King I mean, had to, to get fair, saved by Malachi King just Black. had a, a competitive match, and Sting's all he fresh. He killed Sting's old. He's never fresh. He hasn't been fresh since 1999 Your or ageism is showing again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's scorpionism. Scorpionism. Yeah, screw Sting. Miro coming in in sunglasses is kind of amusing. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't want him against Tessa Black. It just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't? It just doesn't. I don't get the vibe that it would gel. I, 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 I don't. And I don't think it. the build to it's been super strong. Either. It was just kind of because you got misted in the four-way right. forbidden door. Like, I guess that makes sense. But, like, I, I'm just not interested because, like, whether Miro is still or not, like, they just both feel like heels. It doesn't feel like. Clash as well. Maybe Miro's the big god guy and Malachi's like the atheist guy. Is that the angle we're going on? Because Miro like talks to God all the time and I I don't know. I still don't like that. Yeah, I like I, that less. I mean the match itself probably or whatever matches are coming out of it will probably be cool, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm not I don't quite get it, maybe. I don't, I don't get I don't it. quite get it. Yeah. Me neither. Um next we get Cole Carter interview. FK your boy two dimes. Why is this guy not only getting a match when they have again a bloated roster full of talent and this guy was like I said it last week, he was kicked out of NXT for violating policy. So not only do you bring him in for a match, but not that he said a lot here, obviously, but you still had a segment and a match with this kid. I don't understand. Um, he he just gets cut off by Team Taz because he's he's uh, taking the FAW Open Challenge. Obviously, the title they don't recognize but are gonna defend. So the bugs me too, frankly. Yeah. I don't mind that because like well, other than here, like usually it's used to get like a decent match, like when uh, Starks defend against like Sidal yeah. or he defended against Swerve. Like usually it's like just an excuse to have like a a, a decent match. Um, Stark says last they heard Carter was sleeping with the fishes. That's a that's, reference. That was pretty to funny. Tony D'Angelo, yeah. Uh -huh. Um, Stark says he's been FTW teaming for well over a year. Sure, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I just know it's been a while. Uh, for good reason, and it isn't changing night. Uh, tonight. Uh, two dimes says. Two uh, dimes. Stark's <laughs> past will look a lot like his past. You you read that line about as good as he said it because I thought he sounded pretty wooden uh, in his delivery, Carter or two dimes or whatever. His past will. His present will look a lot like his past, or his past will look something like that. Uh, whatever. Um, when he takes the FGW title tonight, because that's going to... That for sure that his career, for sure. 
it was what it was fine. I guess I thought Stark stab at two dimes. Uh, WWE ten years funny. Uh, two dimes sounded fine. Uh, but uh, he looked and talked pretty generic. Like not nothing really there. Easy win for Starks. I wish he was facing someone more worthwhile. Yeah, I don't know why Anyone this else. needed to take up time. Right, like I don't. Yeah, Stark sounded good. He always sounds good, but I don't know why this kid. We needed to have this little interaction at all. Yeah, let alone the match. So exactly. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, next we get John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta Blackpool Combat Club versus Best Friends. Um, I know Mox and Yuta both have belts. Yes. Neat. Right. Um, notables: uh, Mox and Trent Beretta chop exchange. Uh, Mox takes control of the Dragon Screw. Um, Yuta slaps Tramparetta, who's on the apron. He tags in, attacks Yuta, takedown and punches. Uh, while the ref is distracted, Chuck attacks Yuta on the outside, sending him in the barricade hard a couple times. Uh, Mox gets a hot tag and hits a hammer and anvil elbows to Tramparetta before Chuck interrupts, gets thrown out. And Mox then goes outside too, throws him over the timekeeper's table. Um, Chuck hits this move from the corner, which is kind of like a gonzo bomb um, to Mox. That was kind of neat. Um, then Chuck hits a pile driver to Yuta. Then Tramparetta hits a pile driver. Pile to Yuta, drivers so a everywhere. Pile drivers to Yuta for a two count. And then Yuta counters a move from Chuck. Um, he picks up the one with a roll up called the seatbelt. Yeah, I thought that was a cool pin. Um, yeah. Looked hard to get. I wish out he had of. a finisher, but yeah. Um, I mean, this match again started out really slowly, which is either I'm going to be disappointed or it's because it's going to kick into gear and it's going to get some time. So this was the latter. I thought it built into like a crazy entertaining tag team match and a lot of focus on Wheeler Yuta again, right? Um, he's the guy that will never give up. And I honestly, didn't it feel, felt to me like Mox was taking a backseat to Yuta here. He let Yuta do more than Mox did, it felt like to me. Yeah, which is what you'd think would be weird, but Yuta is the one with an upcoming match. But Mox is your champion of the company, right? Interim, obviously. But yeah, so I, it didn't bother me. I just thought it was something I noted. Um so Yuta, again, got a lot of shine. Anytime he's involved with Moxley, right, he ends up like just <laughs> Moxley looking is really Yuta's good. Guy. Um, so best friends are like, they're good, right? And they're really useful opponents here. And they actually have a history with Yuta. So again, we got that little... I think little, that made this like work work. Because I feel like it's a little like, story there, right? Say best friends are like a random opponent, then I think it's different. Right. So yeah, the fact that... and I. I don't know what's going on with best friends. They just seem to be locked into that capable of good matches, but not in any like deep story lines or anything, right? And yeah. I, I are they still baby faces? I I don't know. I wasn't They're sure. They're kind of weird, so I'm not because the sure. crowd wants to cheer Mox and Yuta, right? So maybe that was just the case, but it I'm could not... be. But yeah, so like best friends are really good, but they're yeah. just this is their role, right? Lose to people and have yeah, good matches. Yeah, they like I agree. I think they seem to kind of work more heel here, which is odd because it's kind of random and not explained. And honestly, like the best friends gimmick doesn't seem to lend itself well to that. I think um, maybe they're just working more aggressive because their relationship or like because their thing with Yuta. Maybe like they're just working more aggressive uh, for that, or because Blackpool Combat Club are obviously babyface, so they're not really going to get booed. Yes, because if if it is a heel thing, um. Then it's kind of weird. I thought uh, this match was fine, but nothing super interesting. Didn't have much of a purpose other than I guess like get warms up Yuta for uh, Death Before Dishonored. I guess. Tonight, so. I guess. Yeah. Like, other than that, I don't really see like the point. I thought this was like the peak of this show were these two matches, unfortunately. And then I was like, wow, that's two matches I've really enjoyed at the top of the show. I'm excited. And then things did really not. Really enjoyed. I did. I enjoyed uh, King Brody King and this tag match yeah, a lot. I thought it was good, honestly. Like, keep comparing it to last week. Last week was 
Well, last week bananas. was a better show. This show started out strong, I thought. I really like these first two matches. I yeah. thought they were okay. Yeah. Um, next, we got Claudio uh, Gresham package. They're just a bunch of old Claudio Ring of Honor highlights, as he is from there. Um, playing with a talking head from Riccoboni. Didn't catch any of it. Uh, Gresham speaks a bit, saying he's the best technical wrestler in the world. Claudio will have to contend with that and wrestle him, but he can't. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought the old Claudio clips were cool, because um, just... Like, I don't know, that was just cool to see. And then it's also, if you don't know, like, yeah, he's a Ring of Honor yeah, guy. Um, Gresham spoke fine. It was a quick bit, so not too much to say, but I thought it was all Yeah, right. I took no notes. My I have Gresham Claudio package, so I didn't wasn't moved yeah. by it. But yeah, it was nice to see, like, it's a reminder, these guys mm-hmm. both are very much ROH yeah. people, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Uh, next, we hear from the new AW Tag Champs, uh, Swerve and Sorry, Keith this Lee. is a celebration. This is a celebration. This is them celebrating. Which, no, no, I agree. But anyways, go it ahead. Like it a, just got to set it up that way because that's how they set it up for us. This yeah, is their celebration. Sure. Yeah. Um, What's with the celebrations? Remember Britt Baker's was with burgers and a couple people? And Even this is, then, at least that's like... And this is no people and a cake. At least that had some... Oh, right, there's a cake. Okay. So it's, there's your celebration. Right. This I was a lame celebration. I did not like this, but go ahead. You can talk about it. I thought it was a finance promo, but I forgot that it was a celebration. <laughs> Um, Swerve promotes some hip hop guy in the front row, Kevin Gates. Sure, I've never heard of him in my entire life, and nope. I'll continue not to hear of him. I'm sure he's a hip hop person or whatever. I think I don't know. Sure, probably star power. Is it? I don't. Well, maybe to some people, not to us. I'm not. I'm not current on anything, and your hip hop is not your genre of choice. So far from it. What's his name? Kevin Gates. Maybe I'll do a little research. He, I know he is hip hop because. They tag him on the Instagram post so I can check his account, but right. it doesn't look like anything interesting. Um, so Lee thanks Swerve and the fans because tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lee says they appreciate the fans and they have ascended to the top and they don't look down. So if anyone wants a chance, they better reach. Sterling and Neeson are up. I thought it. I first I thought it sounded like Starks and then it was Sterling. I was just like, Yay! Right? Great. Another issue I have with this. Segment. Um, he says they warned them. They got lucky with the tag tiles. Lee got lucky. Swerve didn't stab him in the back. He says the pass petition, aka people against Swerve Strickland, is almost complete, and they are close to removing Swerve from the roster. Yeah. And he came out because tonight he thought it'd be great to get Kevin Geese to sign it. Yeah, because the rapper that they're friends with. Would... Yeah. Right. <laughs> no holes in this storytelling no. at all. Uh, Gates doesn't sign Shocker. Sterling says he is like Swerve. He's untrustworthy and his music sucks. From what I gather, yeah. Um, Gates drops Nice and Swerve throws the cake in Sterling's face. Woo! Gates does drop Nice. Um, that looked like a pretty yeah, a real shot maybe. Maybe it was a shoot. I don't know. Um, shoot, brother! Worked yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> um, I thought this was fine. No, uh, you not, didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, not much purpose to it, but it was okay. Um. I always enjoy Swerve to a degree. Like I, he's just. What'd you a think cool of Keith dude. Lee's delivery? I thought it was alright. Bugs it the w- crap out of me, and I don't. Like, I, I thought c- it. I didn't like. I didn't mind it as much as some before. If I'm being honest. I um, can't stand his delivery. I thought all the Sterling stuff was him. That's the stuff I didn't like. I didn't. I don't know why Sterling and Ease are here. Um, like Agreed. I just wish they set up a challenger. Like I thought Lee and Swerve were fine. Um, once Sterling and Ease come in, like I, just, I didn't care for that, and I have no clue who Kevin Gates is, nor do I care. Yeah, I um. Swerve sounds good. Keith Lee's delivery bugs me a lot. Maybe not other people, but I, I don't like listening to him. And just, yeah, like, is this how wrestling works? If you get enough signatures on a document, you can get a guy fired? 
Maybe um, it's just like because he's a lawyer, he's like trying to. Maybe, I don't even know if like that's how it'll actually work. Maybe that's just what he believes. This is a very large dose of sports entertainment in my AEW, and I'm that's, not. That's fair. I'm not a huge fan, right? It's like Mark Sterling is really, really good in whatever role you give him, but this angle doesn't really make sense, right? Like getting a petition and to get I a don't guy think fired. It's, I don't think it'll lead to a thing either because it's not like Swerve and Nice are much of a tag right. team. So, they just worked a thing for the Danhausen thing. But and like, I don't, it doesn't help Keith Lee and Swerve because they're now tangled up in like a light comedy angle as your new tag team champions, which I don't like either, right? So, yeah, I hope this thing's put to bed soon. And Tony Nice is just a guy who has really good matches but does nothing else and they have no plans for it, right? So I, I, did not like these two storylines converging. This was a joke of a quote-unquote celebration. There was nothing going on here other than the presence of a cake. So I was not a fan of this segment, and I don't think it was a good look for your new tag team champions, frankly. Mm. Did, uh, not like. hmm? Did not like it. Mm. Uh, next, we have uh, Sylvan Reynolds in, with, in an interview backstage. There's also Butcher and Blade there. Because... They drew their names out of a hat. Like, where's this coming? Am I missing something? Is this not random? It's to set up a rampage match, okay? Okay. But it is random. Yes. It's not like there's a, a story here. Okay. Unless it was set up on rampage last week. Like, well, this is what they do for rampage matches, though. So I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. They always, like, do a random thing. I don't know. This just seemed like... Because I remember, I remember seeing... I was looking through Instagram save posts. Like, because I, I stayed a bunch... Of, one of them was, like, rampage is going to be going to be a dynamite equivalent do they do this to set up dynamite matches okay well they do this minus the the sometimes they do that minus the uh videos like um yeah or sometimes okay sometimes but it's not the same like i feel like this is like different i don't know it's an it's weird anyways silver says he's meat man so naturally la na naturally he likes butcher and they give butcher a black t-shirt that says butch yep. he's not butch what do you mean He's not Butch. Oh, because there is a Butch already? There is a Butch. Maybe they bought it from the WWE shop. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> They're already made. They're just selling a Butch shirt. And that's just the Butch shirt. Uh, Reynolds says they have one for Blade 2. It's just another Butch one, so they get angry for some reason and attack them. Sure. And they send Reynolds into a wall until Hangman arrives to chase them off. Cool. Um, This is fine for a short bit. I don't get why this is here, though. It seems super random. Like I don't know. I didn't really care about it. I always find Silver amusing, though, so that kind of helps yeah. it out. That saves it a bit. Clearly, they have nothing for Hangman. Um, that was kind of where I was going to. This whole thing felt really random. Um, the first half of it was strange. The, I thought the, the beat down by Butcher and Blade actually looked pretty good. And it could be a fun mid-card tag match that they're randomly getting to. And yes, Hangman Page. Like, this is all they have for him right now, right? That is not ideal. Like, this show is already dealing with no Punk, no Danielson, barely any Page, no Matt Jackson now, right? Like they we need, need Hangman more than ever. They need to like figure out what's going on with the star power because I felt the star power was kind of drained on this show again this week, right? It was back last week. It was weak the week before that, and this felt like we were missing a lot of people again. So I, this was another segment that felt random, and I guess it's, you're right. It's just to set up a Rampage match, so who really cares, I guess? But it was just a... Sort of an indictment on what's going on with Hangman Page right now. He's not doing much, as you said. Yeah, um, and um, Hangman dropping the title, not looking too great now, huh, no, folks? Not great. Stupid CM Punk. And then he got injured. Like, what a waste. And that's not his fault, but still, like, CM Punk is champion should have never been a possibility. I don't know. Whatever. 
and I still stand by that. Hangman was robbed. Maybe. Now he's a loser. He's not doing much right now, unfortunately. Uh, loser. Wow, that's harsh. It's not his fault. It's CM Punk's fault. Right. Because he's the booker. He is the booker. <laughs> he's it got the pencil, brother. It, it, he does. It's all his fault. He's probably right around. He's like, he's like, what could Hangman do that sucks? Oh, yeah. Butcher and Blade. If he's Boom. even, he's not even, he's just there. He's not even fighting them. Was he? I don't even know what the rampage, I want to say because maybe Reynolds got taken on, maybe Hangman was in the, the rampage match, but I, I, I don't. That's not great for him either. I don't even know for sure. Hold on. Now I'm curious because I don't, I don't even know. Hold on. Where is it? I don't know what you're looking for. Never mind. Uh, next we have uh, <laughs> Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes. Uh-huh. Cool. Sure. Pillman charges at Luchasaurus, gets headbutted pretty good, so that was funny. Garrison tags in Varsity Blondes did a combination of strikes to stagger Luchasaurus, but then they run the ropes, take a double clothesline from Luchasaurus. It's a chokeslam to Pillman, um, and the finish comes when he hits the chokeslam to Pillman. Then chokes him, scares him on a pillman. Cage tags in, gets the pin. That rhymes. Uh, post-match, Jungle Boy's music hits, and he walks out with a chair. Not a very huge reaction, I noticed, because I was expecting like people were going to go bananas for him. It was like mild, I thought, mm. which is not great. Uh, and then Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy stand off at ringside, because uh, Luchasaurus gets into the ring to take him out. He kind of stands, and then the Luchasaurus steps aside and stands with Jungle Boy, so I guess they're back. What? And chase after Cage through the crowd. Is this WWE speed story writing? Yeah. Um. So the match was solid. It was good for what it was. It was what you expect. It was like, I thought it was good that like Luchasaurus did everything, and then Cage. That's kind of what I predicted, right? right? I, Christian I hits no offense yeah. and sneaks in um, for the pin. It was cool that Jungle Boy finally returned. But I'm not sure how to feel about Luchasaurus signing with him. It's kind of odd. Um. On one hand, I'm I do like that because I I really enjoy Jurassic Express. Um. And face, face Luchasaurus is cool because moonsaults and stuff and hot tags. On the other hand, though, he Luchasaurus was cool in another way, and it was something interesting, like something different. And I feel like, at the very least, they could have explored that more. Uh, uh, at the very least, exactly. Yeah, I think they could have given us an explanation why he did the first, or like... Yes. If we it still is don't a ruse, know... maybe you play that out a little more. We still don't know why Luchasaurus was with Cage at all. Or, like, what, yeah, like, I would have liked that. And also, what you could have done here is maybe, like, Luchasaurus just stands there and, like, he doesn't do anything because at least there's right. some confliction. Maybe, like, he exactly. doesn't pick sides yet. And JREL, he's conflicted, like he did with Jeff Hardy all the time. Right. Like, and you like, could have him, like, at least, like, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't help Christian, but he's not, like, helping Jungle Boy either. And, like, Christian basically almost has, like, mind control over Luchasaurus because he's telling him to, like, choke slam people and do it again and stuff. Or and maybe then, that like, was just Luchasaurus doing that to. And then, yeah, 90, by, I guess. and then 90 seconds later, he's turning on him and siding with Jungle maybe, Boy. Maybe Luchasaurus is doing that to get by. Like, I don't know. I, 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 this felt like they just either, like, changed direction. I, like, it doesn't feel like this was the plan the whole way along. This feels like such a sudden change of direction. I don't know. I was enjoying that Luchasaurus and Christian together, right? Like, Christian needs that backup so that he can just freely run his mouth. Yeah, and be... I, I really like that. So I, I, I was a bit surprised by this and i don't think i like it they they could save it by what they do following this but in the moment i was just kind of like really but why remember are what we... i said when lich sir turned heel maybe it's a ruse i guess but why are why are we flying through this so quickly i don't know anyways i guess we'll see I where think it goes someone was right but why a ruse to what end 
I don't know. I didn't predict that. <laughs> right. So there's I no just, reason for it. But I just said it was a ruse. Yeah. I, I don't feel that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have been presented as people capable of pulling off a ruse like this. But I think Jungle Boy could. It feels to me like they decided they were going a direction when it's not working or something and just reversed course. Even but though, I don't even know why. it was working? If it was working for me. I liked it. Maybe not for it's people that matter. Cool. Yeah. Just get Luchasaurus, or sorry, Christine, another muscle. Uh, let's see. Let me think animals. Ah, Bear County. Like, Hobbs would be a cool muscle for him. Nah, like Team Taz. Or, um, Absolute Power. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, this segment confused me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Match was what I expected. Aftermath, not so much. It happened. It definitely happened. Uh, next we had Gun Club interview. Because that is what I was waiting for. I was like, where is gun club you know yeah. um like they are not on the show yet why aren't they on the show if we yet? can't have danielson we need gun club exactly right? <laughs> yeah i would rather gun Club. brian danielson or billy gunn one or the other <laughs> on my wrestling show no exactly. matter what i didn't say colton gun uh colton says that they didn't accept the match with the acclaim because they carried the team and they cut them out of their lives uh -huh. scissors that one that's another story that seemed to move very quickly yeah, except I don't even care about this one. Austin says he was annoyed at Caster putting them in his raps. Um, and he challenges Caster to a rap battle. I think it's on Rampage. Twas on Rampage. Uh twas. and Twas? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Twas. Twas. Uh and the winner will choose the stipulations for their match. Um this was okay, I guess. I can't say I care. I don't want Babyface acclaimed. That's not makes sense to me. I think that they're just going to get cheered because of casters rapping anyways. I think they're just like people like them. So I don't even think you're going to see a major change in their behavior. It's just I like, I don't know. They're going to lean into the fact that fans want to cheer them, I think. And I don't know. A rap battle could be funny because caster obviously should destroy the gun. I don't know who the rapper. Austin. It's Austin. I saw a bit. It, caster didn't look as good because I, I like it better when he's got the backtrack it's definitely a very mid-card rampage feel to this segment for sure mm -hmm. but it happened at least it'll probably be better than the wwe rap battle because i remember well the usos new day one was our, it was okay our, it's not even like they're rapping because like they, they, you need a backtrack you know it's like they just rap without music it's weird yeah i remember they did a new day bar one too which was weird because neither of them rap. like at least with the usos one it made sense and then the new day bar i remember they did like ice ice shamey you know <laughs> yes yeah. yes good stuff uh anyways next we have uh ricky starks versus two dimes two dimes uh, how many dimes tw title open dimes? challenge two dimes two only dimes. two dimes. only two 20 cents two di <laughs> 20 cents cool 20 cent. 50 cents nephew <laughs> 20 cent 20 or a uh, two dimes troy donovan stacks FDA. he abandoned poor stacks channing lorenzo what right? channing lorenzo i don't know who that is stacks Oh, is that his name? It sounds weird. <laughs> sure. Every time I think Channing, I think Channing Tatum. Yeah. I don't think Channing Lorenzo, that's for sure, because I didn't know that was his name. <laughs> He's Stacks, baby. <laughs> is he also Stacks with a Z or no? I don't think so, but I don't Aww, know. Because two dimes is with a Z, so you know he's got swagger. That's right. You know, two dimes. He's got attitude. Versus Ricky Starks. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, diving cross body uh, from the top rope by two dimes, uh, pump kick and a ripcord knee for two by dimes. Um, then the finish comes when he hits a TKO. Oh, he doesn't win though. He misses a 450 splash 
and Starks wins with a spear. <laughs> Are you changing every S to a Z? Yeah, a spear. You're auditioning for a job in WWE in the late yeah. 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah, they spelled a Maxine Everything. with uh, two X's, of <laughs> awesome. course. Um, a post-match, Starks, okay, uh, the match <laughs> is over. <laughs> I can not. Uh, says he's still feeling and he wants another challenger. Out comes Danhausen. That, that, I like that. Uh, Danhausen says uh, he accepts and he would like to right now, which is what Stark said. When right. Stark said, when he said he, it was the right time, he didn't mean now. He says he needs some time to address. He says next week on Diamond, it'll be him versus Danhausen for the CW title because that sounds like a money match. And uh, the way he said, he mockingly said Danhausen was funny. He was like, Danhausen or something like that. It was funny. I think he tried to do it in Danhausen's yeah, voice. Yeah, it was right? funny. Yeah. Um, didn't love this. Carter got way too much offense for a guy we probably won't see, although I think he's under some sort of agreement now. So I thought he actually looked decent and showed some potential at least it like i think he's I, green still but he did get a lot i thought he got way too much i thought he it looked got a too lot. basic i think stark should have killed him um i wish he finished with rochambeau too because i like that move but the spear is pretty good but that was part of the um, thing he seemed to have stark's signature move scouted right was part of Carter's yeah i don't story remember that i like i don't even remember and i thought stark's like didn't get a ton of offense here right no he didn't some... which i think the role should have been reversed strange decisions made here a little bit i thought yes yeah I want Stark's figure. But it, uh, my line is, but the match itself was a fine defense of a fake title against an unknown. Right? <laughs> That's basically what it was. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like, Dan Housen, we've talked about it. He's not my cup of tea, but I get the crowd loves him, and I think AEW does a good job of giving him to the fans, but in, like, small doses so that people that don't love him like me don't... F- I'm not offended. I don't feel like they're giving me too much Dan Housen or ramming him you down You feel like throat. he's, like... Or, or, like, not like that he's, like, I don't know, like, he's, like, not taking up spots or anything. Like, or right. Like, he's not, like, wasting time where it's, like, oh, this could have been used for something else. Nope. Like, he's, like, he's just there. He's, he's not always there, but he's there for some things. Right. And people like him, so I get that. They're finding ways to include him in the show, but not in a major way where other people like me yeah. will be annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with their usage of Danhausen, despite me not being Dan a Danhausen, my birthday. Oh, my God. Lucky me. What's on your birthday? Danhausen. Oh, nice. Great. Yay. Yes. I didn't go to Toronto, though, so I'm offended. Right. Do they have anyone Canadian that's... Don't say Chris Jericho. That doesn't count. Canadian that's what? Like, good Canadians. Christian? I'm just thinking when they come... No! <laughs> Stu like... Grayson? No. Sadly. Uh, who Uno, do they got? Evil Uno's Canadian. Is he cool? Yeah. Okay. Do they have any, like, main people who are Canadian that aren't old? Probably, I'd have to think. Uh, uh, Ethan mm, Page. Ethan Page, yes. Main event, Ethan Page versus, insert name here. Some other Canadian. Where's he from, like, actually? Is he, I Page? Forgot. He's not from Hamilton. Ontario, is he? Okay. Wait, that's Ontario. It is Ontario. Cool. I'm almost positive. How far is that from Toronto? That's Somewhere. where that uh, figure store was that we went to on oh, the way so to... He's pretty much a Toronto boy. Yeah, it's close to Toronto. Uh, cool, so you gotta have him, like, main event and then kick someone's ass. Um, who do I hate? Oh, just have him beat the crap out of Sting. Like, I don't even care if you build it. Just literally have him kill Sting. Okay, not literally, but like, almost. <laughs> something like that. Anyways, something awesome next. What was that? It was really good. Oh, right. It was so good. Yeah? Um, we have an Athena, Willow, Statlander interview. Um, I didn't catch much of it. Um, they mentioned their six women tag tonight. It was changed to a regular tag because the Gray is unable to compete. They agreed to crush some baddies together. Um, that was a very brief summary. It was way worse than just that. Um, I would like to say I hated this. It was so cringy to watch. It was awful. 
Uh, everyone here sounded weird and cringy, and the 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 delivery around was all bad, or all around was all bad. Um, some of the lines sucked too. Uh, Statlander saying it's obvious why she was left out it makes no sense because how is it obvious? That's what I was wondering. Like, like my question, why is Statlander out? Who's missing from the other team? Yeah. Was any reason given? Yeah, they all sounded bad here. This sucked. Worst thing Athena has done since debuting. Worst thing any of them have done. Um, also like the one they were talking about, like in the belts, they're like, um, Athena's talking about something like, yeah, it sounds like like everything here just sounded bad, and it's just like the whole thing was bad and it was weird. I and think it, it also bad. got hurt by. Like the whole bad. baddie thing is they don't want the interim baddie and the story centering around Layla Gray and blah 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 and now Layla Gray can't wrestle. So. I didn't even know that was legit. And I interpreted it as like maybe they took her out on purpose because they don't like her. They didn't. No, want her apparently it was some medical whatever. I think uh, she was. They could have spun that because I I think that would that's what I thought happened. But I thought Statlander sounded particularly rough here, and I'm not sure she doesn't usually even. I'm not sure how to get these women over because I like all of them in ring to be honest, but. Like, maybe pre-recorded vignettes where you can be like, nope, do it again. You guys sounded terrible. You know how Stylander had, like, the weird alien shtick, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like now it's, like, it's not, they didn't even give her gimmick changes. They just stripped her gimmick because what is she now? She's just a normal person. Her gimmick is not an alien. <laughs> Honestly. Like, that's all it was. <laughs> Which is. That's the level of character development they went. She's not an alien anymore. That's it. We're done. We're yeah. Done like, here. she looks, uh, it's so weird. Yeah, this was not a not a good segment. And I, like. I like Willow generally, but um, yeah, this isn't my favorite presentation of her either. Yeah, this is this. I re- I really hated this. It was not good. Worst thing on the show. It wasn't good. Worst thing in the. I thought there was a lot of stuff not good. Worst on things the show. in worst thing in the two weeks of Fighter Fest. Could be. Yes, it was really bad. Um, next we hear from FTR, which is just as bad. Just kidding. They are very very over. My goodness, over. they are stars right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Happy for them. Love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cash says you'll never get used to that kind of reaction. Thanks to fans. Then FDR chance ring out. Uh, Cash says 2022 has been a pretty decent year for them. Yeah, it's been alright. Amazing. Uh, they've been they've had some big matches moments, and no match has been bigger this year than Supercard of Honor against the Briscoes. True. Uh, wait, what was the other match that they had? That was that was really good. They had another match. Uh, it was they faced the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, uh, except for the Sunday when they had the rematch in two or three falls, that'll be cool. Um, I hope they get a clean sweep. I doubt it. I doubt it, but I hope so. Um, Cash says uh, they respect the Briscoes and what they've done for 20 years. Jeez, they're old. Yep, they are. Still good, man. Um, and they're family men, too, but the Briscoes will not take the titles they worked hard for. Dax tells a story about a girl with a regular heartbeat, holding her heart, something like that. And what did I say? I would never. And that's when I go, and it's his daughter. Yeah. And it was. Obviously. And who worked her ass off to be healthy in the whole clothes to those his daughter and if she's gonna fight that hard, so he and he'll fight hard that that hard to keep the tag titles and bring home a legacy she can she can be proud of. He says Saturday night he will fight like an eight year old girl and he will beat their ass. I love that line. <laughs> that you funny. know that's exactly your story, eh? That you were born with that heart murmur. Yeah, I know. Which I is a hole in. I would never. That is your story. Yeah. And then we went back after two years, and the hole had closed and was gone, and you're totally fine. Well, I didn't work my ass off because I was two years old. No, you d- I don't think there's a lot of work involved there. No. no. I'm but just yeah, cool. Amazing line. I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl and beat your asses. Gr- great, great line. Yeah. Uh, Dax was fantastic here, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't super long, but it was pretty simple. I liked it a lot. Uh, simple, but I, I liked it a lot. The last line was pretty good. Even like if you take that out of context, that'd be really funny. And and they've got the formula now, right? Cash starts out and does a good job, and then Dax follows and Dax just crushes it because yeah. he's amazing. So I thought Cash book really well. I liked this more than what 
usually uh, gets. Like, I yep. thought this was one of his better outings. Yep. And uh, Dax's story had an obvious conclusion, but I like that too. Putting a bit of real life into this was cool. Agreed. Um, simple like build, that. but easily the match I'm most looking forward to on uh, Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, I didn't honestly. I didn't even need any more build to that rematch because that's my front runner for match of the year right now. But I'm enjoying um, this better because as good, good as segment. the first match was, it feel it felt like it was a really basic build. Which I'm not saying it had to be more than that, but like I feel like like I don't know because like for Death Before Dishonor, like using TV time mm-hmm. to build some of the matches, right? So and so I feel like the build is better because like. I don't know, the first match would have been better if like they ha- they had been done this yeah. for the first match if you know what I'm saying like they if they had used some TV time to kind of hype that if this second match been. can get to like three quarters of what the first one was I'll be happy because the first beat one it just out. knocked know. my socks off as the kids say maybe maybe it'll beat <laughs> it out because uh, I would love that falls, yeah there's a bunch of matches there's like four pre-show matches there should be some good fights yeah. on that show we'll we'll preview it later right so yeah we'll get there indeed. Um, next, we get more Ring of Honor stuff. My, my notes, I think I told you, says not Tony with Lethal, Dutt, and Singh because I don't know what her name is. <laughs> Me neither. So I just call her not Tony because it seems like Tony does was doing a million interviews every show and mm-hmm. then suddenly it's not now. Uh, so it's Lethal and Co. Dutt says he doesn't care about Chris Rodanos or what he said because he said something on Rampage apparently. Saturday, Lethal will become TV champion. Lethal says it's a shame he can't be crowned until Saturday. Um, Daniels interrupts says Joe isn't going to come and waste his time talking to Lethal. Because Daniels knows that, I guess. At least they addressed the fact that Joe's and, never there. Yeah. That was I actually, helpful. He hasn't been around since the tournament. No. Um, and he'll get his business done in the ring on Saturday, but Lethal's itching again in the ring. Daniels says he'll face him on Rampage. This is what, this is whatever. It was nothing new again. Like, the only new thing was that Daniels came in, and that was just fine, a I guess. A lot of Rampage building, I feel like. Yep. Go uh, on. Funny Daniels uh, issued the challenge. Like, he's like, if Lethal, if you want to wrestle sooner, then you can wrestle me one night before the pay-per-view so big difference right um can't say i want to see lethal versus daniels in this day and age but whatever yeah i appreciated that lethal addressed joe never being there because it's true right we've been forced these guys now have been forced into this holding pattern for weeks where they just come out and say the same thing and we complain they do a good job but and it's not their fault but um oh i blame them so at least daniels interrupting is kind of random but it made it feel different from their weekly segments that these guys end up doing so i thought daniel sounded good and it's a simple way for um a setup a match for lethal to win ahead of his match with joe i guess right so i don't know mm-hmm. it's gonna get him a win before he loses to joe probably i think i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah this w- a segment was fine yeah at least it's better than the the women's one yeah oh yeah it is definitely better than that speaking segment. of which next we have jay cargill and kiara hogan versus willow nightingale and athena mm-hmm. and i have this is blue purple the match question mark because everybody i'm colorblind yeah, that's so i literally saying. can't tell the difference yeah. but i could see daddies were blue everybody was blue or purple yeah Bl- and then, blurple as i call and it then, and then it was purple because like i think willa had purple hair right mm-hmm. um and then her and athena were wearing like purple so it's purple versus blue the match yeah which to my colorblindness is all the same well it's black blue and purple because they're all black so True. there's also that yep or, or brown, I don't know, whatever. Um, ha- there's a brief pre-match promo bit where Hathaway was just saying, Gray is unable to compete, Statlander just barred from ringside. Cargo says a bunch of kind of face stuff because I think it's just hometown. So. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit confused by that as well, but yeah, it is her hometown. So it was a pretty, country. pretty baby face promo on the way to the ring, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the notables, Athena died onto the pile to the outside because that is a thing that happens. Uh, Spine Buster by Willow to Hogan. Uh, but Cargo breaks the pin. 
uh, pretty quick too. Like it was hardly a one count. Um, Cargill and Athena square off the ring, a strike exchange, and they start going back and forth. So Cargill catches a dive, hits a followaway slam. That was all right. Uh, pop up Meteora by Athena. Um, Hathaway distracts Athena before getting shoved out of the way, and Cargill hits a pumpkin, which sends Athena to the steel stairs. That was pretty cool, actually. I like mm-hmm. that. And then Cargill beats Willow with uh, Jaded. She does. Slam, slam. Right. Um, I didn't think this was bad. Uh, I, Willow was doing more of her, like, happy-go-lucky kind of silly character than what I've seen from her. A lot of times she's the super positive one, but ends up kicking ass and is a little less silly than she was here. But anyways, I, a good thing that came out of this, I, I felt like the crowd was actually hyped for the interaction between Athena and Jade, which is um, a good sign if they're yeah, going to go good. that route, right? I thought Jade looked good during the stretch with Athena, and she looked good during the finishing stretch too, so I, I like that. Um, I thought Jade looked good. We learned that there is some interest in Athena Jade, um, but I wish they would build something for Athena, some sort of character or story. And I don't know, like other than like the fallen goddess, but like, what does that mean? I know. And she's not good at cutting promos. So that sort of limits you in developing her too, right? So yeah, I thought the match was okay. And I thought Jade looked pretty good. So nothing mm-hmm. amazing, but wasn't terrible either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, having had some women's match stinkers in some past weeks also puts us in a better light, I think. Yes. Like, the last women's tag match we had was awful. Yep. Um, wasn't anything amazing, but I, I like some parts of it. Um, and it didn't suck, so I'll take that as a start. It didn't suck. Felt a little rushed at times, in my opinion. Um, but that seems to be kind of the unf- unfortunate norm. Yes. So, yep. uh, that's not, like, unique to this match. Um, at least Cargo comes out as looking good. I like when she kicked Athena in the stairs. I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, she looked good um, in this. Thought Hogan was didn't seem to do a ton here. She did take offense. I agree. Um, Willow got a couple fine spots, and Athena um had a decent amount of offense too. Um, kind of sucked. That it was obvious. Uh, Willow was here to take the pin, but that's hundred percent true. Um, I like it's kind of implied. Gray was I. I was kind of implied that uh, it looked like it was implied that Gray was taken on purpose. So I thought that was cool, but I guess it's not that. I don't. I, I mean, they could turn it that way because I feel like that would have made sense. That's what I got from it. But right. Uh, next we have a thunderstorm interview. Uh, brackets groan. Agree. Um, so fight for the fallen is next week. So that's three specials in a row, which, which I forgot they do. They always do do fight for the fallen after the fight fighter fest. Yeah. So I forgot the, it's like their charity one or whatever. Yeah. Um, fight for the fallen. Right. Um, hence the name. Yes. Uh, and that's on my birthday. So coolio. I wish the one last week was on my birthday, but I digress. Um, Rosa versus that person from. The Joshi promotion for the title next week because of the Eliminator win. Right. Insert name here. Why do they have to call it Eliminator? It bugs me. Who's being eliminated? What? I know it started because it was a tournament where people get that eliminated. But now it's an Eliminator match. Well, but... they did, remember they did that with Omega and Sidal too. And then but why is it called an Eliminator? It makes no sense to me. Because if I lose, I'm eliminated from title competition? They're not. I don't know. I think it's a cool name. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it sounds cool on paper, but it doesn't make sense. Right. No, I don't. Anyways, uh, I don't get it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Rosa says the girl, insert name here, is what she says she is, and she's the best of Japan. Maybe. Mm, maybe the she's the best of the promotion. I never heard of, but um, she will retain. Uh, Baker tells Tony to take the mic from her, and she hopes Rosa loses. I agree. Take the mic away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker says the people will get what they want which is her and hater she says she'll see them on friday um 
Rosa promo not great. Baker is fine. She feels. She almost feels like a shower performer herself. She's just not doing anything. Right. And she's just like, here she is. Like, she's never bad, but she's just not that interesting it's, anymore. It's, she's getting, from Grace. She has not done anything since the tournament. She's getting the hangman treatment right now. Like, Little here, bit. we'll have you join this group of people. I feel for like a at least she's doing more stuff than hangman, though. Yeah. Um, And she's not done anything since the tournament. And neither is Cole, but Cole is uh, injured. Thunderstorm do not look like a team. Uh, Everything I, feels forced. They remind me of their Cor- whole team feels forced. They remind me of Cora Jade and um, Perez because it's like we're be- they just keep telling us they're best friends, best friends, best friends. But I don't believe it. Like I yeah. don't, and I don't believe these two even like each other with um, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Like, I don't. They, it feels so very, I very. I don't know why they shoehorn this. Um, also, just occurred to me: Fight for Flawless on my birthday. That's neat. I was kind of sad. It was just like a normal episode, but nope. Technically, another special on my birthday. So that's yep. that's neat. Um, and that, like I said before, I also wrote down in my notes that I forgot they always do fight for the Fallen after Fighter Fest, so that's neat. And one thing I don't think is a good idea to have Brit come out and speak right after Thunder Rosa is the co- the comparison is so direct and easy to make between someone who <laughs> can't cut a right. promo and someone who crushes promos, right? So I just don't. Brit seems kind of lost and directionless and storm and thunder rosa it's like did they just like the idea of thunderstorm so much that they forced this because it doesn't seem like it fits for me but anyways that could have just been used as the tagline i'm for so disappointed off. in thunder rosa's title run because i thought she was the one who should take the title from baker but since she's won it like she just it's tepid i would say it's just not working for me mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but it's, and it's partly probably not her fault. They just don't put the time and effort into the women's division, even the top of the card at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, we have our main event, which is Eddie King Ton. Yep. That's what I wrote. Uh, versus Chris Jericho, barbed wire everywhere death match. Um, I, noted, I think Jericho's wearing his tights from the first double or nothing, which is, would be the figure I have of him. Right. Um, I could be mistaken, though. And I think he painmakered then, too, because that, that's the verb I'm using. Painmakered? Uh, painmakered. Painmade? Pain made. <laughs> um, I could be mistaken too. Um, so yeah, Painmaker entrance is not that much different other than different trons. Like, I was it's not like, even a different song. It's ridiculous. It's not even a different song. He he walks the same. Like, it's not an alter ego. It's just a nickname. It's honestly like Painmaker is about as good as calling him the Wizard. Right. Like, no difference to me. Um, Kingston takes away Justin Roberts barbed wire mic from him and attacks Jericho. I thought that was funny. That yeah. They had a barbed wire mic. And also, I thought it was funny, Kingston smashing Jericho off the timekeeper's table, and Jericho hit him with the barbed wire ring bell. I thought that was funny. Um, I like that they, they, for a barbed wire everywhere match, they put, like, barbed wire on those, but then they left one side of the ring completely, yeah. like, I guess it's for them to get out, but, like, at least cover some of that side. Like, you could have some of the side open. Or you but... use the barbed wire where they've closed the barbs so that it's not sharp. It looks like barbed wire, but it's not going to catch you. Sure. I don't know. It's little pieces of wire sticking off, and you just close those down you know what i mean anyways oh yeah gotcha okay uh got got it uh <laughs> kingston uh grinds jericho's face against the barbed wire on the ropes where it is barbed wire and hits him with a broad wire chair and this where wrote in brackets fyi run one side of the ring is wireless it is not everywhere nope uh shame barbed wire lots of places but not everywhere <laughs> barbed wire lots of brackets places, almost match. everywhere <laughs> barbed wire almost everywhere death matches not even like it's not even on the shark cage. Come Just on, use the classic everywhere. weasel word, virtually. Mm-hmm. Virtually everywhere. Virtually everywhere. Which means not everywhere. Yeah. Or, like, they should, they should put the, if you wanted to keep him in the shark cage, 
and live up to barbed wire everywhere. You should have it should have been a barbed wire uh, truck cage because right. then they ain't getting into that. Combine it all. Barbed wire lock too. <laughs> the lock. Yep, the lock's coming. Uh, chair creates a Frankenstein onto like a flat barbed wire table. I thought that was kind of cool. It did look good. Like, nice. Yep, there's a couple things um, I liked. I really like the the Kingston hit a Jericho with a suplex from the apron through a barbed wire table. That was everything. So that was also looks nice. good. Ty Conti runs out to attack Soho until Anna J stops her. Plot twist: Anna J turns heel, and no one cares. Yeah, I don't care. I don't see Jay fitting in Jazz like I, that. Just and they're now cutting away from this match for a significant amount of time for this yeah. to happen. Jay lowers the, the shark cage. Conti grabs the key to unlock the cage. Conti versus Lock. Conti loses. Conti Jazz has to climb taps through the cage. out to the lock and hands <laughs> yeah. the key to somebody else. Then they just like, they climbed out of the cage. And then, yeah, they fit through the bars of the cage. Yeah, well, because there's like the rectangular bit, like where they can fit through. I was gonna ask why Amazing. they do that before, but I guess that's the whole point of raising the cage. Yeah, but they didn't raise the cage that far. I feel like they if, raised it a decent. Well, I feel like if you slipped through and hung from the bottom of the cage, you could have dropped. But anyway, maybe it doesn't. But no. yeah, it was a, another botch with locks and keys. Right? It seems to be uh, always happens. Heyman versus handcuffs. Yes. Uh oh, remember uh. Mandy versus Table. Yes, very much so. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Jazz attack Kingston until Ortiz and uh, Blackpool Comic Con come down to even the odds. Um, Jericho gets hit with the mad ball from Ortiz, and Kingston's Jericho then explores suplex through a barbed wire table in the corner, which is pretty cool for in your fall. Kingston grabs a strain of barbed wire and uses that to apl- apply the stretch bump submission until Guevara returns and breaks it up. And like, oh my god, Guevara's back. Because he got thrown off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why." Because right. I, I feel, I felt like I hadn't seen him. And I was like, "Why is that?" And then, and then they said that I was like, "Right." From blood and guts. Blood and guts. Right. On the finish, uh, Kavara sends Kingston into a barbed wire Judas effect, uh, from Jericho for the win. So Jericho picks up the win. Kavara and Jericho look to attack Kingston more, but he fights them off, and he sends Kingston or he sends Jericho through the barbed wire spiral thing at ringside. Which why was that post match? I don't know. Why not put that in the match? Because that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, there's a lot I did not like about this. Um, Shocker. The, the crowd seemed to be into it, but I was mostly bored. It was just a lot of, um, there's barbed wire on stuff. So you're going to get hit with it or run into it and get bloody. And once that happens a couple times, like the sort of bloom is off the rose for me at that point, right? Like, not to sound like I'm a thousand-year-old man, but previously in these sort of barbed wire matches, the part of it is the performers are working so hard to avoid the barbed wire, right? So for like half of the match or whatever, they're almost running into it, but not quite, or just a narrow escape, right? And really selling how terrified you are of encountering this barbed wire. But when you're getting hit with barbed wire stuff two seconds in, and it's going to happen 25 times, like I just kind of get bored by the whole... Uh, right kind of wears off so to speak right it's just like yeah I, I don't know it's meaningful when they act like they're terrified of the barbed wire and spend all this time avoiding it right but that doesn't happen but here. it's just like they're going into barbed wire left again and, right. and again right and again yeah so there were a fir- few cool spots um the anna j stuff was i oh, had I no use for that whatsoever that was one of my big complaints is like it gets too clear at one point like i like if you just like take out the whole interference thing like just wipe that whole yeah. thing clean like give that more time to match me you get some more cool spots and maybe then it's better you know what i mean and even having ruby controlling the shark cage is a 100 percent telegraphing something's happening there right because why i thought you know maybe ruby turns and lowers the cage but like 
as soon as she's the one controlling the shark cage, you know that has for, to be something, right? Whether, there has whether to it's be something. a cure turning or not, like so. This was just too ambitious. The 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 lock not working was hilarious. The guys being able to slip through the bars was hilarious. Um, too much going on here for me. Where they were just like, what were Kingston and Jericho doing in the ring for that whole stretch? Just sitting there, like waiting. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. This was, I didn't like this match. I saw that it's Eddie Kingston's lowest match rating ever on. Um, whatever one of the sites that rates matches so i i didn't like this i i imagine a lot of people liked it more than me but this was one of those weapons plunder matches where it's not creative right it's just there's barbed wire on stuff i'm gonna hit you with it and wow after that's happened 10 times how shocked can i be by it so i yeah. i was not a fan of this mm -hmm. main event um i thought i thought it was solid um i thought it was amusing when kingston took the barbed wire mic i like stuff like the barbed wire mic though i thought the barbed wire ring bell was really funny for some reason it was funny yeah um, and then you said Jericho, Barbara Ring Bell, amuse me. Um, I like the earlier stages of the match. I like some of the spots, like the suplex when Ethan looked pretty nice with the Frankenstein. I did not love the, all the stuff with, uh, with, um, Anna Conti J? and Jazz and, yeah, and Anna J. Um, I didn't think it was necessary, although, like, it was very amusing, the lock stuff. That was really funny. Uh, it made me laugh for the wrong reasons, yes. Yeah, I wish they just kept Jazz in the cage, used more time for the match, because honestly, A, it's cutting away, and B, it's like a bunch of stuff I don't care about. Like, it, it's just not necessary. Yep. And then, also, like, the post-match spot they did with the spyweb thing, that should have been used in the match some, in some way, because that's at least, like, something unique. Like, that's not usually in other matches. Instead of a useless post-match thing, I think Kingston should have won, because I think it would work better, and they don't need to 50-50 book here. Right. Which now they've done. Yes, they have. So... That's not great. Jericho did not need a win here. Also, to be petty, I wanted the Painmaker to lose because I think it's dumb, and it's not. And if Demon Balor has to lose, Painmaker better lose. God damn it! Never. It's undefeated. Um. Anyways, it was an okay main event. Um. I last. I like last week's way more because that one was awesome. But that set the bar high because that match was awesome. Agree. Uh, thoughts on the show? Um. Like I said, started off really strong. Excellent opener. Really good tag team match. And then we got three for me kind of nothing matches. Right, a lucha. Soros Christian squash, um, a meaningless uh, FTW championship match, and then a women's tag match that was okay in the main event. I didn't like at all, so kind of went off a cliff after the second match for me. I think FTR Dax specifically cut one hell of a promo, but nothing else really stood out in segments for me. Um, another glaring hole in this show, right? I was talking about lack of star power, power MJF, right? Like gone no mention of him whatsoever they're either really committed to this angle they're working or there is some kind of issue there i don't know but so add him to like no danielson no punk no mjf right and no page i would suggest even Honestly, though he was... forgot about mjf so these are big gaping holes in this company for me right now uh, i gave this show a c plus this week i didn't really enjoy it that much i thought like again started out really strong and then there were actually some things i didn't like on this show usually um Dynamite, I'm like, it's going to be in the B range because even if I didn't love stuff, most of it I was at least entertained by or didn't find it bad. But I actually didn't like a couple things this week, so that bumps it down to the C range. Still, um, in terms of watching a wrestling show, it's not bad, but um, relative to their own peak sort of thing, I thought this was a mm -hmm. C-plus show this yeah. week. Um, overall, I thought it was a fine show, but not live up to week one, which I thought was way better. Two absolute bangers last week. For sure. Uh, maybe made the show's okay card look even worse, like before we went on. Uh, the opener was pretty good. Maybe my match of the night, but not a high bar. Blackpool Comic Club Best Friends was just okay. Uh, Cage is a source versus Rusty Bombs wasn't much of a match, but it was worked how it should have been. So I think it was fine. 
in post match was confusing but not bad. Uh, FTW title match was kind of there for me. Stark shit dominated. Women's tag was okay. Uh, that was probably one of the better ones. Actually, it didn't completely suck. Um, like some of the women's matches. Uh, and the main event was fine too, but got too cluttered. Last week's main event puts this one to shame. Only segments worth noting are the FTR promo, which I liked, and the Swerve Lee uh, promo, which is alright, other than Kevin Gates, because who is Kevin Gates? How dare um, you? Overall, it was a fine show. Didn't suck. Nothing great. Uh, last I liked last week a lot more, and hopefully next week is another good one. Um, I'd give it a B minus. Nothing you need to seek out. Right. Yeah. Um, similar grade, but I liked the tag team match better than you, and you liked the main event better than me. I think to sort of balance out our grades. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, that will bring us to the little break in the analysis we get where we challenge Jack with some trivia in a segment we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so I'm keeping it real simple this week. I'm just giving you a topic and letting you try and give us your knowledge. So this is right from the WWE website, okay? So we're talking... WWE Championship history, okay? Mm-hmm. We are talking about this current decade, okay? So there have been 11 championship holders in from 2020 to present. So I'm going to ask you, going backwards from right now, can you name all of those champions? So starting at who is champion right now? Far am I going back? We're going back to this decade, so okay. all of tw- up till um, t- somebody spanned to nineteen twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Okay, so backwards from right now. Yeah. So okay. who's champion now? You don't know. Roman. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Roman Reigns is Roman the champion. Reigns. He has been champion since April third. So who was champion before Roman Reigns? Brock Lesnar. Correct. From Bobby Lashley. Correct. Brock Lesnar. Correct. Picky. Whoa, nice. I was thinking. Bobby Lashley. Correct. That's a tough one. The Miz. Wow, nice. Drew McIntyre. Correct. Randy Orton. Correct. Drew McIntyre. Correct. Brock Lesnar. And that's it. Oh. Because Lesnar was October 4th from 2019 to April 5th. So. I kept going. So two. I'll let you go back another decade next time, maybe. Well, I can do it right now. So included in that, I'm not ready for it right now. Actually, if you want to try, I can open it up. So let me ask you then how many different people held the championship in this decade so you got them all right how many different were there jeopardy music playing insert Uh, jeopardy music here (laughs) i think i did the math right i added them up because you got them all right six six i thought seven lesnar mcintyre orton miz Oh, I forgot Miz. Lashley. Okay, yeah, seven. Big E. I forgot Miz. Ramen. Yes. Ramen Reigns. And next question out of that, who has the longest reign of that, of this decade at 202 days? Lashes? No. McIntyre. Correct. McIntyre. Okay, so you want to go back further? Okay, so from Brock Lesnar... Go back from there. Go ahead. This is now okay. 2010 to 2019. Oh, uh, so Lesnar. I, I can go pretty far. Okay, so Lesnar, Kofi, correct. Daniel Bryan, correct. AJ, correct. Jinder, correct. Orton, yes. Ray Wyatt, wow. Cena, wow. AJ, yep. Ambrose, Rollins. He's not looking. Reigns, I promise. Triple H, uh, Reigns, yep. Sheamus, yep. Reigns, uh, Rollins, yep. Lesnar, wow. 
Cena, uh, Brian. Correct. Orton. Correct. Cena. No. Wait, Orton? Cena. So you had Orton. Cena, Brian, Orton. Orton. Oh, Brian. Yeah, because you cashed in on Brian. Yep. Uh, Cena. Nope. So what? Brian, Orton, Brian. Should be Cena. Brian beat Cena for it. Not yet. What? So you got Brian, Orton, I mean, Brian, Orton, Brian. Yes. Yeah, it should be Cena. So it's Cena. Listen to my words. Cena, Brian, Orton, Brian, Orton, Brian. So you got another Brian Orton in there you missed. Oh. They oh, passed they it did back. They a bunch of shenanigans. Right. So Orton, Brian again? Yes. And so then we Cena? Got, so Brian, Orton, Brian, Orton, Brian, Cena is correct. Okay. Cena, Rock. Yep. Punk. Yep. Del Rio. Yep. Now we're back to 2011. Uh, so be... Del Rio, who Punk? Nope. Cena. Yep. Okay, then Del Rio. Yep. Punk. Nope. What's Cena again? Yep. And then is it Del Rio? No. Nope. Punk. Nope. Somebody punk? in between Cena and Punk. For less than a day. Ooh. On July twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. So you're right. It went Cena. Oh, Del- Mysterio. Right. Cena, Del Rio, Cena, Mysterio. Then Punk. Correct. Cena. Correct. Miz. Correct. We're now in 2010. Uh, Orton. Correct. Um, Cena? No. Somebody in between Orton and Cena. Okay. Hold on. Uh, not Edge. No. Somebody okay, we on. haven't mentioned yet, though. Okay. Somebody new, quote unquote. Because um... we're now back to June of 2010. Okay. He held it for 90 days Okay. in between um... Orton and Cena. He is not, not, not an American person. Mm. He is from... Seamus? Correct. And Cena? Yep. Batista? Yep. Uh, Cena? Yep. And the last one, from December 13th, 2009 to February 21st. Seamus? Correct. Very good. So who had the longest reign in there? I'm just checking quickly. When Punk. Was it? Yeah. He held... He was like... From Survivor Series 2011 to Royal Rumble 2013. You're right, 434 so. days. Yeah, that's what it was. So I only thought we were going to go one decade, but you crushed two decades worth of title runs. Good. That was easy for me. I'd, I'd do that with another title. That's fine. All right. I like that because it's easy for me, right? I just find a link to it and you away you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to change up the format slightly. Jack really did not feel like watching NXT UK this week, right? Oh, and right, yeah. I didn't question that too much because it's been not very entertaining the last couple of Yeah, that was weeks, part of my right? thing. And then so, also we have like a bunch of other stuff to do, right. so. So because we're going to have a a big figuring it out at the end. So what I'm doing instead is I watched all of Impact Wrestling. I'm going to quickly go over that in this segment. Instead of NXT UK, I'll be replacing it with taking a look at this week's Impact Wrestling. So Impact this week. Uh, featured a it opened up with a package featuring Chris Sabin, Alex Shelley, because they are in the main event this week to see who will face Josh Alexander for the Impact Championship World Championship at the next. I call it a mini pay per view. I think it's Emergence that's yeah. running, so it's not one of their. Major oh yeah, no, there's ones. Bandito versus Ray Horace. That's cool. In a I forgot AAA about attraction match, as they like to call it. That'll be good. Uh, this opening hype package was good. Um, just sort of sets the tone ahead of what should be a very good main event. We'll see when we get there. So opening match is Diana Perrazzo and Chelsea Green, who are going by the name VXT. 
Apparently, it's some reference to their time in NXT. Ha ha ha. Because why VXT? I don't know. Vixens? I don't know. <laughs> Vicious Vixens. They're taking on Mia Yim and Jordan Grace. So we now it's Perazzo and Green. Unfortunately, are a complete tag team. They have matching gear and a new also theme. Chelsea Green was hardly in NXT. I know. No, neither was Deanna really. I remember her. Yeah. Though more so so this was a decent tag team match the finishing sequence of it sees uh diana perrazzo dump jordan grace out of the ring chelsea green hits a jawbreaker tags in perrazzo double irish whip meeting of the minds yim hits a double stunner but grace, grace is still champion right yes uh grace is unfortunately still laid out on the floor at this point and vxt connects with their it's like a double inside out sort of suplex thing it looks okay so they picked up the victory here in nine minutes um so for me, this is a bit of like two people I really, really like in Grace and Perazzo being combined with two overrated people like Green and Yim. So this is my analogy for Green and Yim. I hope this isn't mean, but whatever. Um, so I took your brother, right? And I'm not trying to brag, but your brother's a very good basketball player at this point. He's sure. played a whole bunch of like rep league games. He has a like trainer he goes to, blah, blah, blah. So when I take him to the local gym to play pickup ball, the difference is clear between people who play basketball in their free time and people who train and at a high level and play at a high level, right? So to me, Mia Yim and Chelsea Green are like the people that play pickup basketball. Like they look okay and they can make a layup and they can dribble a little bit. But when you put them out on the court with someone who plays a lot of organized high level basketball, you can see a clear difference, right? And that's right. like... Mia Yim especially, and I know you're not a big Mia Yim, Yim fan, her kicks just look slow, right? Stuff doesn't look very impactful. Like, she's going through the motions and stuff, but the difference between her and, like, Diana Perrazzo is, like, light years to me. Everything Perrazzo does looks real, looks crisp, and Yim's just sort of getting through it all. It's like she's she learned in, like, the gym just doing stuff, and it looks like Perrazzo's been sort of trained formally, you know what I mean? So anyways... Uh, Green and Yim, I just, I don't find them very talented in the ring. So the match itself was okay. Got a fair amount of time. Got like nine minutes, I would say. So got a decent chunk of time here. Good old Honor No More. I know you love them too. They cut a promo in a stairwell where everybody except PCO gets to speak. Eddie Edwards wants to know where PCO was when Heath attacked Vincent because Heath is doing like the... Um, Elite Hunter. Right. Like the Honor No More Hunter, I guess. Uh, Ed, honor killer edwards feels that the bullet club are ducking them and that impact wrestling is holding honor no more back etc 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 yeah because they're not their guys same stuff they're always saying except for uh edwards maybe and, yeah this group just isn't interesting they don't have anything How interesting there? going on they feel the need to keep them as this giant group i don't know that's like even like kayfabe wise why are they still there well, right. yeah, it's like I don't. I thought it was neat as an invasion thing, but maybe it's like, they won it's, contracts. I don't. It's remember. been months, right? It's just a collection of talent that they don't have plans for that they feel the need to put on TV and stuff all the time. So at this point, I don't see a point of their group existing either. Uh, we then get a X Division Championship match: Speedball Mike Bailey defending against Deaner, who has Joe Doring with him. Obviously, Doring's getting involved, gets a cheap shot at one point, and then later causes a distraction. That leads to Bailey missing his Ultima weapon on the apron, which actually looks kind of painful the way he slams his knees into that. That is the hardest part of the ring. Have you heard that before? I have not. <laughs> this is brand new information to you. I'm glad you told me because I was honestly wondering. So as expected, Mike Bailey ends up winning, I thought, a pretty entertaining X Division match with his Ultima weapon 
after nine minutes as well. Um, Mike Bailey is having, good Canadian boy, he is having a terrific run of matches in, not even in Impact, just in, in this year of 2022. And honestly, Diener is like, and at some point this is an insult, I guess, but he's a good hand, you know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> he is capable of good matches, especially against someone the caliber of Bailey. So I thought Diener looked good here too. Like they're never going to focus on him or push him in any significant way, but he's a good guy to have yeah, on, on your roster. Yeah, solid guy on the roster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, another Ric Flair flashback I refuse to watch. Why? Because, oh, the last match thing, maybe? I guess. There's some, yeah, because they, they, they do promote that as well for some reason. Uh, Gail Kim then talks to Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green backstage. Kind of odd because Chelsea Green is advocating for Deanna to be the number one contender for the Women's Championship, or sorry, Knockouts Championship, because she pinned did you say Divas Championship. No, I oh, said I women's. Thought, I thought you said Divas. No, I did not. Because in their match, Perazzo pinned Mia Yim, who's the number one contender. Gail Kim points isn't it, out, isn't it? You pinned the champion. But Kim points out that Perazzo already lost the number one contenders match to Yim. Like <laughs> that's the person that <laughs> Yim beat to win the match, right? So Kim does agree that both Green and Perazzo are number one contenders, but it's for the tag titles at Emergence. Sure fine nice right that's not a match i'm that thrilled but anyways you if you're gonna watch it with me nope <laughs> probably not eh? uh eric young then speaks to diener and doring about the sickness and eliminating the sickness and all kinds of stuff that Thought feels the virus is done it feels ex- exactly like when he was starting the faction right and recruiting people and brainwashing them and attacking them if i don't feel like this is somewhere we need to go again right i don't know where this whole like Eric Young is having problems with Diener and Doring. It's, it's not working for me at this point. But anyways, uh, Masha Slamovich, who is working for me, she continues to look strong. She squashed Madison Rain in just over a minute with the snowplow. She then handed Giselle Shaw what they're now re- calling a calling card. It's basically Masha hands you a photo of yourself with an X through it, means you're the next victim sort of thing. So it looks like Giselle Shaw is the next one to face Masha. And again, just... I think Masha looks awesome. Booked super strong. She's now just squashing. She's gone from squashing jobbers to squashing like um, sort of established talent on the roster. In yeah, Mass and Rain was there for a while. Rain and Tennille, she's now squashed oh, two nice. weeks in a row. So yeah, uh, Masha's cool. We then get uh, Bupinder Gujar interrupts Brian Myers as he's talking to a group of young wrestlers. I don't know if he's looking to replenish his little faction of learning um, tree right that's what it was called i like how you don't watch it but you remember details better than me that's not a great sign um so myers tries to convince gujar so basically gujar says myers is ducking him right he wants a match for the what's that title digital media yeah there we go and myers is trying to convince prestigious title yes myers is trying to continue to duck gujar so he's trying to convince gujar that vincent has been talking crap about him which came kind of out of nowhere and that Gujar should not back down from that challenge, and Myers sort of walks away. So he quickly substitutes somebody else for Gujar to face and not himself, which, honestly... I thought it's Gujar, I don't even know. This is a simple story, and Myers is the weasel champion trying to avoid Gujar, and Gujar wants a shot, and I think that's totally fine. Simple storytelling is sometimes better for me. Um, Another cool... I would have got you to watch this, actually, to see what you think of them. The Killer Kelly vignettes ahead of her debuting. I think I saw a bit of it, but in... I didn't see much. I saw like the shower part. So I think the basic thing this week is she's like lounging in a chair. It looks like like maybe in the lobby or outside of a hotel or something. 
um, some guy approaches her to talk and she's got a voiceover. It seems to be that basically she's saying she struggles to appear normal, that she's like holding something back kind of thing. And that this guy comes up to talk to her and the voiceover says some people just don't know when to shut the F up. So I don't exactly know where they're going, but I'm hoping it's like she looks like a normal, calm, controlled person, but then is like a maniac in the ring kind of thing, like a killer, right? I don't know. Um, I'm hoping it's something like that, but I've liked the tone and of if these. And she's cool enough, you'll recognize her. <laughs> Maybe. They're just like different vignettes. I've really and, it, and for me, not knowing exactly where they're going is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. So I, I've kind of liked the two vignettes I've seen. We'll see, and I like Killer Kelly, so we'll see where it goes. We then get Honor No More in a match. Um, but actually, it's a tag team match that shouldn't be bad because it's Mike Bennett and Matt Taven who've OGK. been a, a tag team forever with Maria Canellas taking on my favorite members of the Bullet Club who shouldn't be in the Bullet Club, and that's Chris Bay and Ace Austin. So Taven gives Bay basically a low blow after Maria distracts the ref here. Aren't they all heels? Um, yeah, I would guess so. Although Bullet Club kind of get cheered. I don't know. Keith Slater shows up to take out Taven because he's doing that hunter thing. Um, the ref is still distracted by Maria when he does this. So Heath runs away through the crowd. Ace then ends up hitting Mike Bennett with the fold. And I think the right team pick up the win after about 10 minutes here. Uh, very good tag team match. But unfortunately, it's just between two really cold factions for me. I've already talked about how stale Honor No More feel to me. And I don't even know what they're doing there anymore. Bullet Club aren't far behind for me. I've talked about it recent weeks. Like I really, really like um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay as a tag team. And maybe we're leaning into that a little bit. My hope would be... Since Good Brothers have the tag titles, I want Austin and Bay to want a shot at those titles and get mad and turn on Good Brothers and leave Bullet Club and eventually mm -hmm. win the tag titles because they're a fresh, really fun tag team to watch. So, And if you don't have plans for them as singles, which I would, but apparently Impact doesn't, then give them a tag title run. Um, I would have no problem with that. So this was a pretty decent tag team match on, on Impact TV. Macklin is then talking to Gia about Sammy Callahan when the lights go out and Sammy appears. Sammy ends up attacking Callahan after saying something briefly, but Moose shows up, ends up holding Sammy so Macklin can hit him with a pipe, and then lights go out, I think it was, and Sammy teleports away, leaving the heels frustrated. So we're getting more into supernatural stuff, which is never my favorite, but anyways. Good old Jessica Havoc. Do you remember they went to the Undead Realm and brought her back last week? Yeah. In a segment that I just loved and gushed over. I'm sure you did. You know me, love the supernatural. So Havoc's talking to Rosemary and Taya. Havoc no longer wants to wear her gas mask thing. She prefers to wear fur coats now. Rosemary wants her to prepare for their tag team title defense. Um, so is this not... Let me ask you if you remember, is this not basically Sue Young and Susie again? Right? Oh, yeah. Go into the undead realm, drag her back. Kind of. But now she's Jessica Havoc and she's kinder, gentler. I thought she was Jessica Havoc before. Jessica, like... She was just Havoc before. Maybe Jessica Havoc way before. Yeah. So it's now she's back and they want her to be the dark, spooky, whatever she's always been, but she's not. And that feels like Susie to me. And I don't know why we're going back to what this. What happened to Sue Young? I don't know. She's been gone, eh? I don't know if she got released or what. I miss Peak Sue Young. Sue Young is cool. Yeah. Um. So I I feel this whole angle is kind of dragging Taya down because I think she's above this, but and supernatural mid card supernatural nonsense is not where I would have her. But for some reason, it's where she when is. you were talking about the tactile defense, I thought Havoc and Rosemary. No, were the sorry, I, I did make it sound like that. It's not. It's Taya and Rosemary. 
that they want to get ready to defend for their titles. And I think they want Havoc as backup. But Havoc is not the backup they expected because now she's Jessica and likes fur coats and whatever. What a babyface thing. Right. Um, Josh Alexander's talking to Scott Demore. If anything, I think that's healed because, you know, Seth Rollins. Rich Swan shows up with his ski goggles on his head, just like uh, Oliver, Oliver Carter. Carter. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Swan says he lost his mojo after losing his title to Omega, but he's now got it back. And I think, long story short, he wants to face Alexander. Since losing his title to Omega, dude, that was like long ages time, ago. Right. And I would agree he the did hell? lose his mojo a bit. Uh, Demore responds saying that Shelly or Sabin have Alexander next, depending on the outcome of the main event tonight. But Rich Swan can have a match with Kushida instead. And Swan is happy about this because Kushida is now in Impact Wrestling, as we will see later on. Is he on. like signing or is it just like a New Japan thing? I think he's actually signing, but I'm not sure. Um, Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley is our main event to become the number one contender for the Impact World Championship at Emergence to take on Josh Alexander. So we get a really nasty looking, I have very few highlights here, I just kind of go to finishes for Impact. But there was a nasty looking back suplex, I think, where the release went kind of wrong and Sabin looked like, or at least I, maybe they did it on purpose, I don't know. But Sabin looked like he landed on his head and neck. The ref did check on him quickly, but he seemed fine and everything continued. So near the end of this, Sabin and Shelly, things really pick up at the end here. They trade super kicks. Sabin hits Shelly with a huge clothesline. We get a few escapes from each man here. Shelly hits Sabin with a sliced bread. Sabin kicks out. A couple more roll-ups traded. Shelly hits his shell shocked. Sabin kicks out of that. But Shelly, being the smart guy he is, immediately transitions into the Motor City stretch which is basically like a cross face, I think. And Saban taps out at the 17-minute mark. So Alex Shelley will face Josh Alexander at Emergence. Obviously, he has zero chance of winning the championship, but uh, it's cool for him because he doesn't really get singles title shots, and it should be a good match as well. Uh, So after Diener and Joe Doring attack, and good old Kushida comes down to make the save, and Tom Hannafan is his name, right? who I think yes. is doing an amazing job as comment on commentary. I think he's honestly helped the product a bunch from Josh Matthews and Matt Stryker. Like, I think he's really, really good. But what was my pet peeve of his pronunciation? Do you remember? Kushida. Right. Instead of Kushida, it's Kushida every time. And I can't, it drives me crazy. But anyways, uh, excellent TV main event match for Impact Wrestling, especially two talented performers given 17 minutes on TV. And a little bit of stakes attached, like realistic, simple number one contender stakes. No problem with that. I would suggest that there's no two performers that know each other better than these two guys. So I really enjoyed this match, especially the final few minutes leading up to the finish were really fun. And I think giving Shelly the opportunity is the right decision. Saban's had those opportunities before. He's been the Impact Champion before, right? Whereas Shelly, I think he even talked about it at some point on the show. He's never, never been a singles champion. Uh... I don't know. Or maybe a significant singles champion. Anyways, really good main event, um, setting up a number one contender. So overall, I thought this was a very good show in ring. Several matches uh, were good and really strong main event. Uh, The storytelling and just kind of the angles going on are what's lacking for me. There's none that I would say I'm really engaged in, like Honor No More and Bullet Club and Violent by Design are all factions that don't feel like they're doing anything important for me right now. Um... Josh Alexander, simple story. I'm a fighting champion. That's great. But I think back to how much I love the story, right, of him chasing Moose for the title. Like, I was super into that. That, to me, was really good long-term storytelling. So this is all paling in comparison to that. It kind of had to end at some point. It did. 
I am interested in Killer Kelly's stuff for sure, but everything else was just kind of there for me. But all in all, a pretty easy episode to watch when almost all of the in-ring work was good, right? So I gave the show a very solid B this week, which is higher than Dynamite. Weird. That's Comparing it to bizarre. itself mostly, though, right? So Yeah, yeah. still, though. But yeah, uh, so a pretty good show, a B for me this week. All right, so nice. that's, that's it for that. We're going to move into our next segment where I usually have impact, but we're going to put something else in there. That's where we talk about whatever other wrestling stuff we want to from the week that we call any other wrestling business. suck all right the only i think i think i caught that on the audio that's awesome um <laughs> the only thing we're gonna talk about and i'm leaving it in there too i'm not even gonna cut it uh, out okay. you're telling your father your loving father that he suck. sucks on yeah. on a podcast um so all we're gonna do here is preview the ring of honor slash aew pay-per-view death before dishonor uh, i was hoping you didn't remember the names and then it had to make you I guess wrote, i wrote it down we're going to run through the matches and make quick predictions on this. So I leave that to you to drive so I can just make my predictions. Go ahead. I'm driving, so that means you're locked in the trunk. Nice. That's safe. Mm. Uh, so first four matches are from the Zero Hour, which is their pre-show. And I assume that's free on YouTube or whatever, probably? Yeah, I remember you watched that before. It's like the buy-in. Sounds like something I'd do. All right, what do you got? Um, Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which is Cage and Gates of Agony. Right. Versus Blake Christian, Alexey, and Tony Deppin. I will take the people that are actually signed there. Which is? Which is Tully Blanchard's yeah. group. Um, I'm taking them too because... Sorry, it's Zane who and who? Uh, Blake Christian and Deppin. Right. All uh, good performers, yeah. so that's kind of cool. Have you seen much Deppin? Probably not. Eh? No. Deppin's cool. He's not very big, I just know like cool. Blanchard Enterprises are like, I think they are signed. At yeah. least Cage's and Tully Blanchard. I don't know about Gates of Agony. And then also it's like, they probably have a plan for them. Or, Agree. Or, like, not a plan, but, like, we'll use them in the future. And they've already been on like they stick around Dynamite and whatnot. On Rampage. So, right. They debuted at the last show, like, stuff like that. Yeah, so I feel that that is an easy pick. Did mm-hmm. you hear that? No, I was just wondering why you were looking. No, there's, like, a single piano key sort of played somewhere in my headset. Weird. But, yes, we'll both pick the same on mm-hmm. that one. Allison K versus Willow Nightingale. I'll just pick Willow because I've seen her before. Same idea. I'm going to take Willow because she's been on AEW TV. Allison K is not bad. That's a battle of sort of powerhouse women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is Cheeseburger and Isom. Yep. Versus Trustbusters, which is some guy named Slim J and uh, Arya Davari. Ooh, I will take take Cheeseburger and Isom because I don't know. Me too. I like Eli Isom. I know they're from... Ring of Honor, so. I'm not a big cheeseburger fan, but I'd like Eli Isom, um, and I feel like he's the guy they should probably showcase in this to see if they want to sign him. I don't know. He he's really young and really talented. I, he was one Interesting of the. Interesting to see a Davari showing up. When I was re uh, when I was reviewing ROH, I really liked Isom. Ready so for a, Isom. ready for a big one? Yep. Colt Cabana versus Anthony Henry. Colt Cabana versus Anthony Henry. I'm taking Colt Cabana. How's it, Anthony Henry? I'll take Anthony Henry. Okay. Just because you don't like... Because why is Colt Cabana need a win? Why does Anthony universe? Henry need a win? Because he's like a young guy who's on his way up. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that happening. I'm not confident, but I don't want to pick all the same. So I'll okay. go out on a limb with my boy. My um, favorite jobber, right? <laughs> Anthony Henry. Yeah. Or Danny one. Jones from the UK. I do like him too. You're right. All right. Um, only non-title match on the main card. So we're on the main card now. Bruce Dragon Lee. I, 
I bet all Rouge about Dragon Lee that because be... he's in AEW now. So Correct. Probably a future. I don't. I don't even know what Dragon Lee's been doing. So I'm I would agree. I will take Rouge. That match should be. Aren't they? They're brothers. Brothers, right? Yeah, they build it as Battle of the Brothers. Yeah, that match should be sweet. And I same reason. I don't know why they're fighting, but cool. Roosh is already on AEW, is already sort of involved in an angle and well, a yeah, faction. He's, he's with Andrade. Right, so, so I'm going to say... He's already got it made. I mean, maybe Dragon Lee joins them after, but I see Roosh winning. Right, I agree. Uh, should be an awesome match. Dragon Lee is sick. I can't believe I forgot about him. Uh, Dragon Lee and Bandito were two of the guys that aren't in AEW that I would love if they grabbed them from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have the Righteous versus... Dalton Castle and the boys for the six man tag title. And so, who is the righteous going to be? It's Vincent and I think Bateman's in there. Uh, oh, right. I don't know the third guy. I guess I'll just take the righteous because the boys don't seem like too legit. They don't. I will also take the righteous. This is like, boring. This is where I don't really of... know because. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of either. Like, I like Dalton Castle. I don't think I've seen the boys wrestle before. So. Mm. Um, is it only two of the righteous? Is it just Vincent and six man tag titles? So it's Vincent, who and Bateman. Don't know. I have no clue. I'm trying I've to think seen, of who. I just usually... recognize oh, Bateman. they had that guy. They recruited a big dude. I, I forget his name. Oh, big generic looking guy. Was it Beer City Bruiser? No. It looked like him. My God, I forget his name. Anyways, doesn't matter. We're picking the same people there. Um, Martinez versus Steve for the women's title. Uh. I don't. I want to pick D because uh, she feels more AEW. I know who I'm picking. Also, because I'd like for her to get a title. Yep. So you taking Deeb. You're taking Deeb too. Yeah, I am taking yeah. Deeb. Okay. I didn't know you were taking her yet, but yes, I am taking Deeb. I think it's time for her to have a title. And yeah, and then she doesn't. Mercedes have to... has just been like forgotten, right? Right. So. And I feel like Deeb is like some they AEW has that they want her. Like I'm not sure. Like Martinez is affiliated with them, but she's not like. Right. Super AEW to me, and also I'd like for D to have a title. Me but too. Also, I don't think she'd be get one of the titles, even though I think she should take Rosa's title. Me too. I mean, who's to say she still can't? But right. this is something for her at least. Yep. Hopefully, it's I'll take Deep. Uh, Yuta versus Garcia for the pure title. I'm gonna take Yuta. I don't see Garcia winning it. I also think it's Yuta. Yeah. Because he's just a lot more attention right now. I mean, that one. Do I, I want to switch? I just feel like Yuta's. I don't. I don't. I don't see Garcia. Yeah, I'll take Yuta. I think there's a chance Garcia wins it, but I'll take Yuta. Um, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the TV title. Um, this one I'm not sure because I don't know. I feel like they could keep it on Joe because he's one of their guys, but then also he hasn't really been doing anything. Yep. So I'm not sure if I want to take Lethal or not. Who are you um, taking? Uh, I'll let you pick first. I think I know who I'm picking. Uh, um. I don't know. Some stuff to pick. Do you want me to pick? If you want. I'm taking Jay Lethal. I'm not super confident in it, but I just feel like television titles a little bit beneath Joe if you want to keep Joe around. You can probably elevate him. I don't think he has. I don't think he's going to be elevated because he's kind of end of the road. And that's the other thing. Is he just here for now to get this pay per view off the ground and then sort of fade into the darkness? I'll take Joe's for okay because i'm not really sure i'm not super confident on that one but i'll take ftr briscoe's two or three falls uh tag titles i'm it's not briscoe's it's ftr they're keeping all the gold baby you think so yeah easy i'm leaning FTR's in that hot. direction they are but not... do they want somebody committed to the ring of honor brand i guess not because they don't have a 
place to watch it. Well, and Briscoe's probably not exactly their kind of people. Yeah, it seems like the big thing is though they've changed from those times, and that was like a thousand years ago. But anyways, I'm still I'll FTR. I'll take FTR as well. I don't think it's time for them to start losing yet. Uh, Gresham Casignoli, uh, for the world title. Your choice. Um, I I think Gresham because I don't like. I mean, I know Casignoli is more of an AW guy, but I don't really like they. To counter that argument, they also just put Gresham in the Tully Blanchard faction, which would imply right. he's sticking around. Also, I don't feel like Castagnoli would stay with the Ring of Honor stuff a lot. I feel like he's more going to be involved with AW because um, they just brought him in. They're going to want to do a lot with him. Like I don't really see him sticking around with the Ring of Honor too much, so I'm going to take Gresham. That's perfect because I'll take Claudio. Really? A little bit. Maybe some insider information here because I heard somewhere that there's tapings for something that's occurring after this show and that Gresham didn't bring the title with them. That's not fair. <laughs> Notice I didn't share that. So remember, I tried to explain to you what insider trading was. Yeah. A while ago, that's basically like similar, right? I have information that a normal investor wouldn't have. That's not fair. So it was something like he showed up for dark recording or whatever, and he didn't have the belt. So I'm taking Claudio, and maybe it's a different belt, or he just whatever, right? It could be all nonsense. We'll see. But I'm taking a Claudio. Cheap. And honestly, I'm just hoping for a really entertaining show, like. uh, so Gresham Claudio should be awesome, right? FTR Briscoe should be awesome. Uh, Deeb Martinez could be really good. Joe Lethal could be awesome. Yuda Garcia could like almost all of the matches could be really, really good, right? So could I be, yeah, it should be pretty good. But the only one I'm like super interested in is the tag match. And because there's not a ton of matches, right? We're we're saying like this could be like replace our takeovers. The ROH pay per views could follow that model where it's like five matches and they're all bangers. Um, that would be cool if they mm-hmm. want to sort of pick well, up the there's slack more, there. There's way more than takeover here. But aren't four of them on the pre-show? Still, that's like... So I don't care about what's on the pre-show. Well, well, for even, me, it's what's on the main even card. Even main card, there's more than... One, two, three, four, five, like six, maybe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven? I'm missing one, then. I don't know what one I'm missing. Which one are you missing? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, yeah, so hopefully that's a good show that's on tonight. I don't know if we'll get around to it tonight or not, but we will. I'm gonna watch it for sure. I don't know if you'll watch it or not. I will check out some of it at the very least. And maybe well, I'll, maybe I'll just watch it. And while we're in this any other wrestling business segment, I will say I have been mostly keeping up with New Japan G1 Climax. Right, I just watched Night Three last night, which I didn't really enjoy <laughs> very much at all. Um, but just to quickly look, refresh my memory on the first night, uh, Hanare surprisingly on night one beat Tanahashi, right? I was surprised by that. It was an okay match. Um, Osprey beat El Phantasmo. That was good. Jay White beat Sonata. That was good. And Okada Cobb was my favorite match, I think, on that show. Um, there's really been nothing super amazing from night two. What did I like? I actually like Tai Chi versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii quite a bit. And then it was Yano and Jonah didn't care much. Sabre Jr. beating Kenta was pretty good. Robinson Takagi I didn't think was as good as it should have been. And then last night was, what did I tell you? It was Takahashi and David Finn. Listen to the star-studded lineup here in G1 Climax. Well, I don't, I don't know. Takahashi defeated Finley. Meh. That doesn't sound horrible. Tamatonga defeated Chase Owens. Meh. Fale beat Archer by countout. Man, oh, yeah, that sounded funny. And Goto finally got a win against Naito in the final, which was the best match, but not great. So, like, I remember back when I was watching G1, 
probably 2015, 16, around there, every night there was like two or three matches that were like, you got to go see them. You got to go see them. And I would argue after watching the first three nights of G1, there aren't any I would be like, because you know me, I'd be grabbing you and going, you're watching this, sit down and watch this. And there hasn't been any of those. So I'm hoping it picks up. I haven't been super thrilled. It's been like solid. You know what I mean? Nothing's been awful, but I want to love some matches. And so far I haven't. But anyways, um, you ready to move on to final segment? Uh All right. And it's a big one. Why? What's going on? San Diego Comic-Con. Right. So we got a whole bunch of new releases for our final segment where Jack updates us on the world of wrestling action figures and anything else that fits that description. And that is our final segment called Figuring It Out with Jack. Right, so you a... suck there. I had to sneak it in the front of your segment because I went back and listened to it, and it's in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's some stuff um pre Comic Con, so that is also here. Some some new basics. There's um, it's basic. Let me see. Uh, one thirty four. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so first off, there's Sami Zayn, which is uh pretty current as you'll see because it's it's in like the green pants which is a little outdated now because he does the black pants but it's in the green baggy pants or the khaki pants or whatever he's got paint on shirt i'm the intercontinental champion that's recent right because he's held the title recently exactly yeah current so that's kind of neat i guess you could get that head sculpt for cheap or head scan but even, i don't know then there's this becky which is basically just a repaint um it's from SummerSlam when she returned and squash bill there so that's okay nice um then there's rollins in a blue suit which i think the suit's really cool but then they reused a head scan from years ago so the head does not work like suits okay I mean, the suit's cool like i it that's like because that's cool because you don't have a suit of rollins from this air yet but like yeah the head scan doesn't fit i wish they used the man one of the man bun heads so like that's when you should be using the man bun head or like they need to make a a current head scan of him with long hair like they haven't done a current long hair seth yet you're always it's a man bun you're always saying it's the man bun yeah on the elites like they need a current uh long hair seth like with the longer beard like the current the current look right we need a current seth current seth or current ish um then you have sheldon benjamin and like a hurt business gold gears so that's kind of cool nice sheldon benjamin has not had a figure in a while um has and he he's done using, anything in a while hmm? has he done anything in a while no cool um he's also using the same head scan from elite 63 nice uh, for reference we're on elite 94 now so <laughs> so you're i feel like you're suggesting it's that 30 should be updated. Year, it's 30 series old right um then he's also got the chase fan like a black ear so that's all right nice. just a repaint uh, and then there's also indy hartwell um with their razor ramon gear comes with the vest indy hartwell it doesn't look too great i honestly. feel like she's close to a release man Honestly. I'm not too thrilled with the head scan. I'm trying to like zoom in. Like, do you see? I'm not too thrilled with the head scan. It does not look like her very much. No. Uh, next, we have Ultimate Edition Series 14. So, first, we have Jeff Hardy. WWE's Jeff Hardy. I've heard of him. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool. It's a early 2000s Jeff Hardy. It's in the white pants with the zebra pockets. And so, I like because he's got arm paint on one side. He's got like a couple of heads. Looks like a Sting from here. <laughs> He's got like a cloth shirt with the brood hardy on it. Nice. Um. Then he's got. I like the, the uh, arm paint. That's kind of cool because yep. he does. He's. It's different. He just, yeah. I really like it because it's different. So that's cool. And you have Ultimate Edition Roman Reigns. He's got the red gauntlet with the sculpt on it. Um. He's got the blue Universal title, a Bloodline shirt. Um. 
a cloth bloodline shirt, which I think has a logo on the back too, even though it's Velcro, which is cool. Uh, the same long hair sculpt from Elite 84, same man bun sculpt from Elite 84, and then a new screaming head for the Aua. That looks like the Aua. It does. And he's also got the it red really lay. So that's kind of cool. Uh, open mic holding and fisted hands. Okay, so now we go to San Diego Comic Con. This is the, from the preview night, so this would have been Thursday. Sure. Wait. Uh, nope. Wait. Jul- Doesn't matter. Move on. Keep Thir- talking. No. Wednesday night. <laughs> okay. Got it. Oh, I remember because I saw it after Dynamite because we were doing, we watched the whole Dynamite, so I didn't see any of the things. And after Dynamite, I was like, oh, stuff. Right. I didn't say that, but it was like that. You thought it. Anyways. Um, so some pre-orders. There's a uh, Legend of Lou, which will leave right if the Fanatico's Series One are for pre-order. So this is from Boss Fight Studios, not like anything. So it's just Lucha Libre figures. There's Taya Valkyrie, both Lucha Bros and Hooventude. Nice. So that's something. Um, uh, Unmatched Series Five is up for pre-order. AW Unmatched Series Five is up for pre-order on ringside. So there's the LJN Darby, Red Velvet. Um, then I know it's gonna be. Guevara and Spears from their Blood and Guts gears. Yep. So it'll be like the the inmate look and then the white gear for um, Spears. Inmate look, yes. Uh, Then there's a promo gear Omega from like his title one, so that's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, And then uh, Brian Danielson, so that's cool. Uh, Then there's AEW Supreme Series 2 is up for pre-order, which this is one thing I would very heavily consider ordering, which is the Kenny Omega with multiple pants. Yeah, I cannot tell you how much of a, 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 like a, what like a, a seller that is. Like I want it, and then there's Malachi Black too, which also has multiple legs. So that's cool. Those are actually really nice. I hope, and I'm, I would also consider ordering that because that's not, like also when I'm thinking about ordering from, ringside because obviously we don't much because duty, but like I also think like, or after stuff like that when you just need retail because like. If there's at least that eventually I'll see in retail, maybe you can hold off on that. You know what I mean? Yes. But like, for me, I don't envision seeing that in stores. Right. So, like, because, like, unlikely. you know, the Ultimate Editions, like, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen one of those yeah, in stores. Yeah, they are very hard to find. Like, I, I have no idea. Anyways, uh, also the Owen Hart ring exclusive is up for pre order. They also revealed um, First Dance CM Punk ring exclusive figure that's up for pre order. And then they showed images of that. So, that's kind of cool. It's, it's just the punk from the first time he appeared cool. um he's got the ice cream bar with a bite taken out of it and he's also got an ice cream bar in package so that's kind of neat um so now we move on to the wwe figures so that's pretty much it for AEW. like this is like a very much a wwe reveal day which is kind of odd but mm-hmm. that's okay um so we got basic series 135 so we have nikki ash which i think the basics look so crummy sometimes because like see it's just like all painted on there's no like good. that does not look good it looks so flat like there's no depth to it you know what i mean like there's just there's nothing to it uh, Braun Breaker and a plane gear, which I think that that's pretty decent. Like for a basic, that's yep. not bad. Uh, so it's just uh the black one with like the breaker cross. Then you have Damien Priest, or for some reason has one knee pad. I hope that's a mistake. Um, this one's a decent basic because it's it's the reused elite head sculpt, but there's some sculpting on the tights if you look closely. So that's yep. like that's nice because honestly, like they look so flat sometimes. It's just like I hate it. Then you have another Brock Lesnar this time with the new the new look or the new hair and stuff. So that's all right. Bearded sculpting one. Then there's two Reggies, which I think those look kind of crap. It looks like um, our truth. No, uh, oh my God, the Pope, <laughs> D'Angelo De Niro. D'Angelo De Niro. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, now we have more basics. So I don't know what series these are from, but I want to say it's like one thirty six or something. So we have our first Cody Rhodes since his return. So it is blonde Cody, 
it's in one of his raw gears, which is like the white and blue mm-hmm. tights. And uh, for reference, that head sculpt is from Elite 32. So old. Old. Just with new hair. No neck tattoo? Oh, it is there. Oh, nice. I assure you. Good, good. Um, and I have the Cody with, from Elite 32, so that's interesting. But that's that's all right, I guess. Um, then there's Zia Elite. This one's all right because you can see there's some, there's some studded sculpting on there. So that one's not bad, actually. Yeah. Um, for a basic. Um, the... And you have Robert Roode in the pink trunks. I think the head scan is really nice. He's got a bit of a giraffe neck. A little um, bit, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen them already, uh, this is on Ringside's Instagram if you want to look at these uh, pictures that I'm showing father here. Uh, <laughs> then you have Goldberg. He's also kind of got a giraffe neck. It's another basic Goldberg. I don't even yep. care about Goldberg. Um, then there's Ziggler in, in blue tights with the rips and then also pink tights to go with Robert Roode. So one of those is a Chase variant. I don't know what series. And then so we got Showdown 2 series. 11 and i think they're back to belt instead of the stupid display stands nice um so you got usos with the one smackdown tag tie. like if it's a tag team thing you should come with both tag tiles you would think or it looks well it's two j's basically because the jimmy head skin is it's j they screwed it up like that is that's that's j with different hair right then you have uh becky and bianca from something and then you have roman and uh cena and do you notice something on the belt there what is that side plates it is side plates yeah so they're starting to do they also they also did it on the becky one too it's just her side plates look more normal also i think the w's are closer together or they or they fill in the pain more like i think the face plate looks more accurate too like i don't know it just looks more like the real belt if that makes sense mm-hmm. um if you know what i mean i know what you mean do you yes all right always um, and then you have Ultimation 15 Brock Lesnar, who has both the blue Universal title and the WWE title with his side plates. So that's kind of cool, even though he's never held the blue title, unless it's a Summer Sim spoiler. Right. Oh, maybe. You're, if you're lucky. <laughs> you love Brock See, Lesnar. The Universal title plate looks more accurate, and then like there's a bit more of a gap between the W's on the WWE title. Definitely. So that's... Are you being sarcastic? You can see the gap in the middle. Yeah, that's what they usually look like, and I think the Universal title looks better. Although in the packaging, see, now it looks like it has the gaps. Right. But anyways... And he's got, he's got like a smiling head scan, a serious head scan, and a screaming head scan, all um, modified with his bearded look. So I think that's neat. And then he's also got an elite with the same smiling head scan. So it's like there's a basic ultimate and elite Brock that all look the same. So it's like whatever your price range is, pick your Brock. <laughs> Everyone should have a Brock. <laughs> they're, they're all pretty much the same. Then you have Ultimate Warrior, which I think this is a re... A redo of his uh, Defying Moments Elite, just adapted into Ultimate, obviously with new technology. So that's that's fine. Yep. People really like that, and I'm just like, whatever. Other than um, it's him. And yeah. He's a dirtbag. Uh, Ruthless Aggression Elite Series 3. We've got a whole Ruthless Aggression line. There's John Cena, which is from like the tail end of Ruthless Aggression. So people are saying that's not technically RA, but that's all right. Uh, NWO, Kevin Nash. Nice. And Prime Shelton Benjamin. Nice. Which is pretty cool. Uh, and then they showed a couple that we've, we've already seen. Oh, oh, my God. Whoops. Uh, all right. Then you have Royal Rumble Elite 3, Bella. Don't care. Vader, which I think is a, re- a re-release of something, just, again, with the current tooling. Mm-hmm. A lot of the figures, I think, here are, like, aside from the Grease Hits line, which is specifically redos, there's a lot of, like, redone figures that are just, like, modernized, kind of, which I think is good and bad. Yeah. Um. Then there's this all white Damian Priest, which I think looks amazing. That's cool. Yeah. That's it's, nice. Um. And a lot of the pay-per-view lines, because it's the Royal Rumble line, a lot of them it's just repaints. But this is like, it's a different color of the purple that I have, but also because Priest, like, you know, used to wear like the crazy like tights. So the the sculpting on this one's different. So it's like, 
it's not just a repaint. They all said, like, you can see on the tights, like, it's sculpted way different. The best, like, I think that one looks really awesome. You got this funky look Mysterio. What is that head? <laughs> it does not look right. Uh, 2006 Mysterio from when he won the Rumble, and then Priest was from 2021 in the all-white uh, Vader. I want to say Vader is maybe 1997. I don't know why I know that. Actually, no, it's because um, the final four in your house was for the vacant title. Anyways, and no one cares about Brie Bella. And then the build of figure is Doc Hendricks. Oh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, pink suit. Then you have Survivor Series elites, and you have another Ultimate Warrior. Uh, you got Becky Lynch in the WandaVision gear. Nice. Hate WandaVision. Um, and then you got AJ Styles from 2020, which is all right. He doesn't have the claw show, which is not annoying. And then they did a, they, here's another redo figure, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Amazing. Where's the giant sword? Chosen one, Drew McIntyre. Right. Eh? Eh? Young Drew. And then uh, build Skinny a figure, Drew. you'll like this. It's uh, Rick Rude. Yeah. Love and Rick so you Rude. get a bearded head scan, and then you also get the mustache one. So that's kind of cool. So you'd, uh, Rick Rude. Then you have some Elite 96, which actually I'll cover later when I get to the package images. Then you have some Elite, 90, Elite 97. There's Alexa Bliss with Lily. Gross. <gasps> yes. Uh, Omos, which I think the one guy I saw, he really liked it. I think that looks, the body looks, it, I don't know. It just looks, something that looks really weird. Really plain Ronda Rousey, like that just looks boring. Uh, King Woods, I actually think this one's really nice. Uh-huh. I really like the ring gear on that. Like I might get that. And then Seamus, which looks like the one I have, with just the with mask. the coat and the mask. That's when hat. when Ricochet was stealing his gear, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Classic. <laughs> that yes. It. Oh god, that was brutal. Um, and then I think I can just like scroll up to the where the renders. Okay, so top pick talent elite weight uh two. So there's Roman Reigns with the head of the table cluster I already have from my elite eighty eight, and he just got like. Cause the red gauntlet on the ultimate edition, they sculpted it like it in like accurately, and then this one is just the gold gauntlet painted in red, so it's like a little less accurate. And then they reuse the head skin, so that one's pretty much just like a repaint. It's nothing. Speaking of something though, got a new Seth Rollins, yo. Right, not but Than- it's not Thanos. Not Thanos Rollins. Um, it is Rollins from Royal Rumble 2021. Uh, so this is nice. It's basically just a repaint of his Elite 93, and it's pretty similar because they have the same color scheme. But I like it because it's another Seth Rollins. And I will buy it because it's another Seth Rollins. I also need the Elite 93 Seth Rollins because it's another Seth Rollins. It is indeed, which you have a million of already. Yeah, but you can never have enough Seth Rollins. I guess. Because it's Seth Rollins. He's, in my opinion, he's pretty toyetic. Speaking of toyetic. Toyetic. Uh, we got Rey Mysterio in like a pink and yellow thing. That's pretty interesting because it's a pretty bright color. And he's got like this one of those pullover tops. It's like a Wu-Tang kind of thing with the Mysterios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I think that's a pretty nice Mysterio. They pump him out out oh like, yeah he is little kids the, love him yeah even the amount of Rey Mysterio today is insane so we got the um elite greatest hits line which is basically just like redone figures with the current tooling so we have elite eight undertaker re-put out in this line so greatest hits undertaker um so that's nice mm-hmm. um they changed the head skin to look better and he's also got like that i remember that coat being from the figure so that's kind of interesting then you got um they re-released the attitude era figure rock with this shirt thing that's i don't really care about that one classic rock shirt um rikishi with the intercontinental title so that's a cool. another re-release um my favorite of the set which is the halloween look mysterio because it reminds me of penta it does i like it I'll, I'll i'd get that if i ever find it then there's jake the snake with said snake with a snake clever and uh bam bam what outfit is that Oh, that's just his entrance gear. Cool. Yeah. And I like his logo here because I noticed it's a BBB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, Elite 96. I really like this. Uh, it's a King Nakamura. 
and he's got like the claw jacket in the all white. I think that's awesome. Yeah, white all white Nakamura cool. is pretty sweet. Um, then we have Elite ninety six Brock. He comes with steel stairs and a camera, so at least interesting accessory. Because again, same Brock, same Brock, just Elite. And then you got uh, first time in the line, Ilya Dragunov. Not bad. It heads can yeah, okay. but I think it's pretty good. Um, they went for the short boots look. Then you have a Skeletor Kofi. Cool. That's not bad. Um, Hulk Hogan with weird accessories. It's very specific Hulk Hogan. <laughs> There's quite a few Hulk Hogans. And you have Dewdrop in the metallic green, and then also Dewdrop in the blue. So, if you like Dewdrop, she's fine. Um, then you have a. There's this raw 30th anniversary, um, three, elite three pack available. I think it's a Target exclusive, so I doubt we'll see it unless they throw it at Toys R Us. That is possible. It is your only hope, probably. Um, so you have uh, some repaints. You have a new um undertaker from like think early to mid 90s when they had the raw letters they have one two three k with a money bag and cash and then green razor ramon Mm -hmm. you also got the raw letters also i thought a good idea with for a paper for a thing would be like if you get this and you don't want to use raw you could rearrange them you could do like a paper you like um i know wcw have one called wrestle war you could do that you just rearrange them to be war (laughs) yes you could it's pretty smart right yes you could or or uh, make a promotion called ARW. Yes. Or uh, All W-R-A. Reject Wrestling. All Reject Wrestling. <laughs> and they just like exclusively. Wasn't that one of the gimmicks from the, the indie show. It was the Reject. Oh, remember? right. I forget who that was uh, now, but. Gosh, I don't remember. Ah, oh, who was it? I don't remember. Oh, that's going to annoy me. I remember me the now. boot. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rex. Something. He was, he was cool. Can... Uh, I remember Wheeler. There was the one guy. There was the Messiah, the Face Buster. Right. Uh, JT. Dun- I thought it was that guy. Maybe that was no. Okay. Okay. You figure that out while I keep going. I'm trying. Um. So there's a superstore ring. It says superstore ring, and this would be superstore ring. It's another one's basic rings with the stick. It doesn't matter. Um. Ultimate Edition fan take for Goldberg. It's nothing new except for the steam blowing face, which is funny. Weird. It comes with the WCW title, WCW US title. Um, then there's this Amazon exclusive three pack, elite three packets, uh, red Roman Reigns with a white bloodline shirt, uh, Brock in jeans, and a new Paul Heyman. So that's pretty cool. That's going to be a seller because I know people want a new Paul Heyman. Some new superstars figures. There's Earth, there's Natural Disasters, Randy Savage, Rock, and Mr. T. Oh, Rick Rude and the Intercontinental Tights. I didn't see that before. That's cool. Oh, the Messiah of the Face Buster is the reject JT Kirk. Okay, I thought it was him, but was. I wasn't sure because I thought he had that name, so I was like, "It was." Uh, there's a retro four pack. It's Doink, Rhythm and Blues, Greg Valentine, Lex Luger, your boy, and Tugboat. Nice. Who's probably your boy too? And so they have packaging images for the Survivor Series. I just want to show you this. Cause I think the packaging looks really nice for some reason. I don't know why I really like that, but that's cool. And and just like all the colors looks really cool. So okay, here's some pics of the record. There's him with the mustache. That's cool. Um, so now we're into a lot of renders. They tend to do these. So then you have some Roosters aggression figures. Tori Wilson with the dog. Yay! Great. Eric Bischoff with... Oh! Because, see, he comes with this old guy head, and I was like, what is that part of a build figure? Remember the Billy and Chuck got... wedding? Yeah, when he got unmasked. Yeah, okay, I just got that now. <laughs> That's funny. I, <laughs> I, was, I was so confused until now. Uh, that's that's funny. That's that's a good accessory. 
Um, so then you got some other basics. Pat McAfee. Oh, there we go. That Pat clarified McAfee. it. The reject was the guy with the Buddy Murphy shorts. Yeah. yeah. GT Kirk. I just couldn't picture him. That's yeah. all. Sorry, I was still um, Pat McAfee. Him. I think that's his mania look, or nice. maybe it's an maybe it's his NXT takeover look, and then he's got Chase Fairy and. Someone didn't know who this was, but that's obviously the War Games look because the armband is destined. Yeah, for the brand. For the brand. of NXT. Oh. Yep. And there's Cody Rhodes, Siley. Uh Oh, yeah. Commander Aziz. Yes. Amazing. Even better, Aaliyah. Dude, Future. the render of this looks flat. Not like flat in the women's sense, flat in the basic figure sense. Yeah, it's not great. Because just like the paint. Uh, there's this Altai Champ. Was that? That's not bad. Uh, Champa. And then Champa and Trunks. So. I just read a thing where Vince told Champa his legs are too skinny. He's got great broad shoulders, but skinny legs. His figure is pretty skinny. Oh, one of the funniest reveals, I think, is uh, Dingo Warrior nice. from the Legends, Legend 17. So he also comes with an Ultimate Warrior head, but I think that's cool. Um, and then you got, I think it's Air Styles, or it's it's a WCW AJ Styles, mm-hmm. which I think that's really funny. And I saw someone say, like, now people could use that to make a Mattel Customs of TNA AJ, because it's pretty similar. So yeah. that, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Short-haired AJ. Yeah, uh, you got Ken Shamrock in the green, the Intercontinental title. Then uh, Jonathan Michaels, which I think is a re, a redo of the. Uh, is, he had like a ringside exclusive a long time ago, so that's a redo. Uh, Paul E. Dangerously. Nice. Does uh, he come with a phone? Yes, he does. In an ECW hat. Uh, you got Fatu in two different looks with the bamboo stick, too. And he's got the floor power ones. And you got, also got Samu. So cool. you got the head shrinkers. So I think that's kind of cool. Um,. I would like to say I do kind of like the idea of having the WCW AJ and the Dingo Warrior in there because I like that they're using the Legends line to like kind of like put out these alternate kind of like weirder versions of people that you probably wouldn't get in the main line. Like you're yeah. not getting like also like Mark Callis in the main line. So right. I think I like they're kind of using it to put out these. Yeah, that's cool. Different versions of people because that's kind of interesting. Speaking of AJ Styles, he's getting Ultimate Edition 16. So one of the ultimates I wanted to see was here. So it's the white and blue from Mania nice. this year. I think that looks really nice. Um, now I just need the Thanos Rollins. Never. So, Ultimate Thanos Rollins. Uh, first Jeff Jarrett figure, Ultimate Edition 17. So that's great. Something. Jeff Jarrett's all over the place right now. <laughs> yeah, he's, I don't know. Working I don't multiple promotions. Mm-hmm. And then you got um, All Pink Brett, which I think is a redo of, he had like a ring exclusively, which is All Pink. So they're doing that in Ultimate. I think that's pretty nice. I like the All Pink. Then you got Upcoming Rock. Nice. And a gray render, my favorite. Yep. I love me some gray renders. WrestleMania 39 elites. You got Hollywood Hogan and uh, Rock from Mania 18, and then you got Dusty Rhodes <laughs> and um, Macho, Macho King from WrestleMania 6, I want to say, and then Build-A-Figure Mean Gene. Sweet. Because you got to have the Build-A-Figures. Uh, then there's the Royal Rumble elites, which we already saw. Uh, upcoming Queen Zelina. I forgot about her, too. Yeah. Upcoming Matt Riddle with the scooter. Black and red. Uh, Happy Corbin comes with the bum Corbin uh, head yep. too. Uh, NXT Mandy Rose, gross. With the wings. Yep, nice. with the wings. One of my favorite reveals. Uh, Elite ninety eight Demon Balor. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh huh. Woohoo! <laughs> I love me a good Demon Balor. You do. If there's two things I like in this world, it's a Elite Rollins or an Elite Demon Balor. They only did a basic Balor once. Uh, Farouk Assad, Gladiator Farouk. What cool. up? Uh, Rick Boogs. I saw some the one guy watching YouTube pronounce it Rick Boogs. I have never heard that in Me my either. entire life. Like it's he always he literally goes Rick Boogs. Like how do you, I don't know? He's also got a Chase variant, so that's cool. He is definitely on TV right now. Yeah, all mm-hmm. over it. Then you got a boogeyman with the red 
he's got like the red face paint with the black tree on it, which I really like because that's like a different look for him. Because usually you have another boogeyman, which this is what you picture boogeyman. Yeah. So I like that they did like that type of look. I'm definitely gonna get that because I have the only other boogeyman figure. Sweet. Elite forty. I forgot you have a boogeyman. Yeah, I remember. I got that. I was like, I actually had not a great worker, but a cool, cool gimmick. Yeah, I, I just thought Boogeyman was funny. I was, I was like Boogeyman. Um, then we have some upcoming elites: Johnny Knoxville in a great render. <laughs> awesome. Right, Sonny Deville. That's kind of interesting. And ready? You ready for it? You want? It's something you'll really like. What? Mister America. Ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Find more ways to put out Hulk Hogan figures. <laughs> they people. just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got renders for Elite ninety seven. It was all the five figures we saw. Then there's the Chase Xavier Woods in the red. Nice. And also, um, I'm we've seen it before, but it's kind of weird. Uh, Chainsaw Charlie. Nice. Uh, and he comes with the Terry Funk head. That reminds me, there was one thing I missed. I think. Uh, what? Where is it? Okay, I'll have to find that after then. Um, sorry. And then Elite One Hundred. So we have arrived at Elite One Hundred. So first you have all white Becky Lynch. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's weird she's in the 100 series because that doesn't, like, I feel like they were going to do something new in Castle. But, yeah, it's a cool figure nonetheless. Stunning Steve Austin, these, like, paint splatter trunks with the WCW TV title. So that's the first time in the line right. belt. Then you got nice. uh, another Azure Rock with the red logo. So that's pretty basic. But Brahma Bull title, so first time in the line title, which they never used on TV, but still. Uh, basic Cena. Not a basic. It's an elite, but, like, it's a typical Cena. Yep. The jorts. Um, WCW Rey Mysterio to WCW Cruiserweight title, so that's cool because it's the first time in line. Cool. Um, my favorite thing probably is the the big suited Andre. He comes with like <laughs> he comes with the big belt that he never used. Yeah. Which I like because I might use that for like a world title because they never use that, so it'd be like it's not like a title Brand that's new. been seen on TV. So that's cool. I'd also I'd get that because I'll probably try to get the Andre just for the belt. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. Where I just got to figure it's for the you belt. Haven't done that in a while, which is probably a good thing. Money wise, <laughs> yeah. Then there's a couple of retro figure two packs. There's just NWO Hollywood Hogan, your boy. Then Hall Nash and <laughs> Six. So I think it's Hall and Nash, and then it's Hogan and Six. Nice. Oh, speaking of what? Ringside exclusive Elite Two Pack. Care to guess? Mm, no. Mega Powers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right. I think you told yeah. me that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, Macho Man has the big cape though, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and then it's just a bunch of pre-orders. So showdown two packs are there. A couple basic series are there. Some elite. A lot of the elites are on are available now. So that's kind of neat. Cool. Oh, and then also they showed a couple elite ninety eight figures. There's Biggie with a new head scan finally, and then also Mustache Randy. Mustache Randy. Mustache Randall Keith, and then there's some stuff on that they don't show on the rings. Sometimes the ringside doesn't cover some of the exclusives. Oh yeah. I I forgot to show this one thing that it's kind of interesting. Sorry, where are they? Uh, okay, you... I found it. It's basically like um, if anyone remembers the WWE stack down, which is like WWE Legos. Now AEW looks it looks like oh that. yeah yeah. I remember showing you that. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That's interesting. I think that extra torso is for Orange Cassidy, so then you can wrestle with the jacket. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I think those are kind of cool. If I ever see those, I'll definitely try them out. And then they had a couple of these. There's this Ultimate Edition two pack, which is Coliseum Collection. So. This is Terry Funk, which I think is a redo of his the branding uh, Legends iron. Nice. Elite. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a redo of an older figure that was an Elite, so now it's an Ultimate. And then you also got, want to guess? No. Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. So um, many. This thing comes with a big green belt, which I think that's cool, but other than that, I don't really care for it. 
Um, I think that's it. That is for sure a record. That was basically a half hour figuring it out, buddy. Was it? Yeah. From 159 to 227. We're approaching now. But that's good. Lots of exciting stuff for you to hopefully find in stores at some point. Oh, I will. I will. I'm even considering ordering stuff because Seth Rollins. Right. Well, I guess guess that's going to wrap up episode 105 and we're going to check out some ROH at some point and probably report on that. People coming. People are coming over, hopefully getting outside to swim. I got to sneak my workout in. So let's get out of this studio. So thanks for joining us. Anytime you spend, we appreciate listening to us talk about wrestling. We will definitely be back for episode 106 next Saturday. Not sure if anything will pop up in between then, but just if you're subscribed or following or whatever, you'll get notified. So that would be great. But anyways, we'll definitely see you back here next Saturday for episode 106. And until then, hope everything goes well and take care.